Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. When getting a mortgage, make sure you pick the right team. I've had numerous people come to me after online lenders don't do what they promise. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia Stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Alright, there it is, episode 77 of the BS. Thanks for being uh, yeah. My name is Jason Bailey, the Golden Scissors Studio, sponsored by Stockton Mortgage. That's that Dave Flashner guy waiting for you. Plus, if you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton, automatically enter into that mortgage-free sweepstakes where you can be chosen to have your monthly mortgage payment covered up to $2,500 per month in 2023 from Stockton Mortgage. 561-951-0984. That's like Dave Flashner's cell phone, by the way. Uh, or Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Nader Tater Vader in Mexico. Hello. Buenos dias. How you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Brandon Thrasher in the Zelensky Studios. Noon in Georgia. Hello. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. Nikki D, the host of Not Your Typical D, uh, T, D. D. Not, it's a dick <laughs> podcast that we have. Not Your Typical T with uh, Nikki D and Maddie. That is on the BS Network. If you're a premium two percenter, you get to hear uh, those goofballs in a nail salon. But yeah. she is here with us once again. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. 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 Beautiful. Thank you. Have you seen anybody lately? No. No? Nope. When's the last time you've been on a date? Woo. Um, I took my friend out Father's Day. No, I'm talking about a dude date. He was he's a dude. He's a father. Yeah, but I'm talking about a guy that like you know, you have some kind of sexual attracted attractiveness to. Um, it's been a little minute. A few months. Two months? Not that bad. No, it's not bad. Are you on any of these apps? Um, I'm on my streaming apps, which the, are also dating apps. I'm talking about the fuck apps. Like uh, that's that's all the same thing. Like uh, the Twinge or something, or Bumblebee, Hinder. yeah, no, Hinder and all none those of things. Those. No. Uh, Jill's on one of them. We're thinking about doing a package deal with Jill and Brandon. Brandon, did you ever get it figured out and get a profile? Uh, I got a Tinder now, <laughs> but I I got to get a picture with Jill, so I got to go link up with her. Yeah, they're gonna do like a a, a team, so you feel comfortable when you go out. So it's gonna be <laughs> two for the price of one. I didn't know if you want to get in there. No, I don't. You could do three times 11. Yeah. I had my feel of going out on dates with other people when I did Pancake, Kathy, and Ray. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, but this could turn into, like, we could change the dating scene and the online app scene where you offer up packages of people so it's not a one-on-one scenario because that's always awkward, especially in a blind situation, right? Now you have three people. You have two females, extremely attractive females, one black, one white, and then you have this uh, young, dumb, dirty redneck. And, I mean, so now you got some dick in there. Like, I mean. Where's the dirty dick. You, 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 <laughs> you cannot beat this kind of dating pack. I mean, like, that could be the new a la carte, right? That could be, like, cutting the cord. You know, you can just pick which one you want. I, I think it's a great idea. I think you should get involved. I don't, I don't think it's anything I probably want to get involved with. It doesn't sound appealing to me. You haven't been on, a, like, a, a, a sexy date in months, you said. But I'm busy anyways. I got stuff to do. I don't have time to sit and run around on dates with people. Yeah, but don't you miss being spooned and cuddled and no pampered and loved and kissed on the breast? No, I'm hot. I need space when I sleep. I like to stretch out in my bed. No. Oh, you sound like a joy to be around. <laughs> I love you so much, Dickie D. Get out of here. I need fucking space. I'm hot. You're hot on my back. Get out of here. You're hot. Stop, stop, stop putting your leg over me. Get out of here. You're hot. <laughs> love to talk to the guys that date Nikki D. <laughs> Just don't fall in love with her, okay? I mean, do don't. what she says and don't fall in love with her. Don't. Jeez. I always advise Wait, what happened with TT? Um, we just kind of went our own little ways. TT was fun, oh. but you know. Serving five to ten. No, he's not. <laughs> he's fine. He's great. He's great. We we write each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's now she she. <laughs> <laughs> just the other day, I gave him five bucks for some uh, honey buns. Commissary. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, let me know when you get. Th- I'm excited about the the package deal with you and Jill. 
Yeah, I got to go up and see her. I guess we got to take some pictures. I don't know what kind of pictures we should take, like nude pictures or no. nude. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, nude. You're behind dishes. her, both topless. You're behind her, holding her boobs with your hands. Just a little bit of sensualness going on there. That'll work. Okay, but you're not okay. Let's 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 make sure we're very clear on what you're trying to accomplish here. You're trying to accomplish going out with not another couple. I'm not trying to get you guys involved in some weird swingers thing. I'm trying to provide a package for somebody so they feel comfortable. It's really more about Jill. So she's not a one-on-one date with some dude that's a creeper. But then you can also benefit off this because a guy's going to have a, a girl, pause, friend that he can bring with her. So she's going to be judging Jill just as much as he's going to be judging you. And you're kind of hitting two birds with one stone type of deal. It's just not like you're inviting another couple to have sex with you and Jill. That's weird, okay? That's like prostitution. That's not what we do here. Okay. Well, I'll write that down because I was on a co- totally different page. I'm glad. Yeah, I, thought, I, I thought Jill was to protect the, the girl from Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I'm glad that we had this conversation because that's not but what, Nobody said anything about a couple. I don't think either of us thought that there was a couple involved. They're the couple. No, no, no. It's, it's not. They're not a couple. Nobody's a couple. They're just friends that are going out on a double date. That's all this is. It's a double date. Yeah, but they're the couple on the on the app. I mean, there's two people. They're they're not when like you, together couple. They're just a team. Two. They're a team. Yeah. yeah, it's not perceived as a team. When you're on a dating app and you see a picture with two people on it, immediately people think they're looking for a threesome. They're not going to hit up their profile. Well, that's why you put in big font team. <laughs> <Their team. laughs> so nobody gets it twisted <laughs> very easy in photoshop you just put team <laughs> that's all you gotta do tag team very very simple stuff i know that we might uh be interrupted here any minute during this episode because nate's air conditioning is out in playa del carmen mexico where currently the temperature is 134 degrees inside of his house <laughs> And uh, he's waiting for um, the AC repair guy, I guess. That's who's coming? Or is it just a guy? Yeah, it's just a maintenance guy, I guess. Yeah, it's not like broken. It's just the draining tube is clogged. So it's like it leaks water if if I put it down too cold. Does this happen often? No, it's first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have one of those split units, split AC units, mini splits, right? Right, yeah, but the it's like just in the wall, and the other side of the wall is like I, I don't know. Like I live in an apartment building, so it's not like I can just go to the tube and clear it out. Yeah, you don't want to mess with those. If you have no idea what you're doing, don't. I've got one of them in my back room. Um, plus, they also they'll run out of freon pretty damn quick, especially during the summer. So if it's not cooling the way it should cool, you're you're low on freon. They they go really fast. No, oh. well, I mean, we've lived here about ten months, haven't had to re uh, re up it, but yeah, it cools fine. It's just it water starts dripping down the wall when I get it too cold. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, right. yeah. So and when he comes in, put him on the microphone. Love to talk to him. See what his deal is. That'd be like a maybe. guest guest. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, got a new show on Netflix for you if you're interested. Started watching this the other night. It's called. Um, uh, how to build a sex room. You guys familiar? 
No. I've seen I've seen it on there. I haven't watched it, but I, I've seen it, the little preview thing on there. there. There's two there's two new Netflix shows that Rach and I started watching. And we haven't gotten through them. Like we'll fall asleep and then we'll just pick back up or I'll watch a little bit in the gym here and there or something. But we started watching How to Build a Sex Room. And they have this woman, it's on Netflix, interior designer Melanie Rose. And she's been creating, she's an interior decorator by trade. So for her entire life, she's been creating these high-end designs and these rooms for people. And like at one point in her career, which I think was fairly recently, and it might have been a pandemic type of thing, somebody came to her and said, hey, could you design a sex room for us? So she did that and found out that that's a business within itself to create sex rooms for people. I was unaware of this. This is that's that's what's fascinating. It's not about the uh, titillating, you know, shock shock value of oh, you have a sex room. I mean, technically, every room that you've had sex in in your house would be considered a sex room. But these are specific rooms, usually hidden rooms that people will design numerous ways to go and live out their fantasies with their partner. Uh, and she designs these things. And so they're everything from very romantic, kind of the old school hot tub lips, you know, the shaking bed, uh, you know, very zen-like atmosphere to fucking dungeons with whips, chains, and candle wax on the nipples. You know, weird shit. Um, so looks cool. I'm looking at some of the rooms she's already done. Well, you can't participate in this because you haven't been on a date in months. So, so but one of these chairs she has in here, I'm going to find out where it is. Cause I want it. What, you want the chair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor, poor Nikki would be in her sex room by herself. <laughs> Listen, I can have sex whenever I want. Don't get it twisted. She's like, can the zoom, I get internet here, right? Zoom, I can zoom out from the sex room, right? It's, it's, we're going to do a, a virtual <laughs> sex room thing. Uh, it's how to build a sex room. Eight episode season film last summer. She transforms 12 spaces for sex positive and adventure. Some Denver residents. So she's in Denver, Colorado. Any interest, Nate? You're on mute. I don't know. I guess uh, I'm just not in that scene. I feel like just isn't your bedroom the sex room? Like, yeah. it, what, what do you need all this shit for unless you're uh, some crazy, uh, you know, like dominatrix or something like that, or you're some weird pedophile? Is your wife around? No. Oh, she's not. You want to text her and ask her if she'd be interested? I'm curious. If we want to build a sex room, well, our whole apartment is one room, so I guess it would just be, just be the bedroom. <laughs> It'll be spicy, Nate. What, what did you say, Rich? You want to grab that microphone right there? What did you say? We have that empty space. Oh, yeah, the hidden room in our house? Hidden room in our house yeah. that we could totally turn into a sex dungeon. Yeah, what would you like in your sex dungeon, freak? You naked? <laughs> well, you can have that in any room. Well, hopefully the light's off. They want you in a sex dungeon. Yeah, but what would you put in there? What kind of utilities would you, like, what kind of furniture? What would you Fuzzy want? Fuzzy chairs. Fuzzy chairs. What? I don't know. My sister has a sex chair in her room. She does? She uh, does. Is it One fuzzy? One of those little, like, Yes, see, that's the chair that I'm looking at right here. This chair makes you the best rider in history. Oh, yeah. I've been in it once in a hotel room. That's what it's for. It gives us props. We can put our feet down flat and we can move easily. So, what's what's the word called, Nate? It's like er ergonomic or not aerodynamic, but or ergonomic, ergonomic chairs or 
You know what I'm talking about? Orgasmic. Ergonomic. No. What is it? Er- yeah. Ergonomic. Yeah. Er- ergonomic, yeah. Ergonomic. Ergonomic chairs. That's what they are. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's so, what it's called? What color fuzzy chairs would you like? Uh, black. No. Oh, great question. Oh yeah. My it's God. a very important question. It is a very important question. Light blue. Oh, what? I was just going to say teal yes. blue. Okay. What, what, what do we want? Carpets or hardwood? Hardwood. Hardwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah clean up. Okay. Gross. Um, <laughs> is there, is there, I'm doing dirty things. Is there a bed? No. Just the, just the fuzzy chairs? Just accessories. Okay. What other accessories? Well, we got the, what is the chair called? The sex chair. We'll call it the, the sex, sex chair. Uh-huh. Fuzzy chairs. Hey, we could get a swing. Okay, a swing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think the woman goes in the swing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they work. I think you push and then you try to poke, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about pushing and poking. Well, that you want the swing. I'm just asking. That's how you. sex works. <laughs> yeah. I think it has a really good coordination to push and poke. Okay, so you want to swing in our sex room. Yeah. Okay. Do you want handcuffs? Okay. Okay. Fuzzy handcuffs or straight up in your face silver handcuffs? Um, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about everything else, but we're not talking about what type of handcuffs we want. Okay. Does your daughter and friend still listen to this podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure do. I want to steer them away from this hey, one. Hey, Kelly works I at don't the sex this. toy warehouse. Yes, yes, Kelly works at the sex toy warehouse. This okay. Is so this is the first conversation. <laughs> we actually, believe it or not, when we started watching this show, we did not have this conversation. So this is the first time that Rach and I have had this conversation. Very interesting. She would like to turn our secret room in our house into a sex room. Uh, Nate, you don't think that's a good idea? Uh, whatever you like. Uh, we need to, it would be great to do something with that room. We were going to use it for storage, but if you want to turn it into a sex room, we can turn it into a sex that room. That would be neat, and you guys need to call this lady. You might be on Netflix. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she could do that. We could have a like creepy little door. Where's the door from the front? It would have to be in the foyer. No. Back here? You, no. Where do what? you, from our bedroom? Yeah. Oh, like a trap door. Yeah. So do you guys know we have a secret room in our house, right? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the hobos used to live, it's right? It's literally right <laughs> above you right now. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> so when, when we bought the, we didn't know this until like a year or two afterwards, but when the guy, the con- contractor, I use that term loosely, bought this house at a foreclosure, he, uh, they renovated, totally renovated. They changed everything for the most part. And when they redesigned it, because it was the old 80s style master bedroom where when you walk into the master bath, you would take a step down into the closet. It was just weird. Like, just the layers were weird. So they made it all, you know, up to date, flat, and that kind of thing. Well, when they did that, there's the they redid the master bathroom. And when they made it level... They kept the original master bathroom underneath our master bathroom. So there's this area that's like four feet high and maybe 20, 15 feet in length. It's the size of a bathroom. Yeah, the size of a full master bathroom that's still intact. It's way cool. You stick your head down there. There's a garden tub. There's a sink. There's a shop. There's all kinds of shit in there. And it's, it's, it's still, they never took it out. It's intact. And I didn't realize this until... Uh, my father-in-law and I were retiling our master bathroom because we had a leak and the tile that they did was shit. So we started to pull up the tile 
and then notice some of the subfloor was wet and because of the leak. So we had to cut it out and replace it. So we cut out this part of the subfloor in the bathroom and I shine a flashlight down there and I see all this space. And I poke my head down there. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole fucking room under here. I was like terrified. thinking I want to find people. You know, down there. The entire garden tub is still there. Yeah. So we, we checked to make sure the, the electricity, you know, the boxes are all kind of uh, nutted off and all that stuff. But it was, it, it's, that, that's where she wants the sex room. Sex our room. Secret room. So I, ca- I was thinking more storage, but she wants to do a swing. And a- I feel like this is way better idea. Okay. Well, we could use it for storage and a sex room. Why? Just so we can hit two birds with one stone. Like, yeah, but your storage under the house. Okay, we'll do that. Right. I watch a lot of Snapped. That place probably used to be a sex room. <laughs> they kept people kidnapped. Wives <laughs> with knives. I was, I was, I was thinking, I was like going to poke my head down there and be like, oh my God, there's skeletons down here. <laughs> there's people. So is this something, uh, Nate, that you, if you had the opportunity to do, I know not in the place that you're in now, but if you could have a sex room, you would you would do it if you had the money to do it? Not really. I, I don't feel like I, I need a dedicated room for it. Um, my bedroom's been working fine for years, uh, and I'm not really into all those weird thingies. I don't need a swing. I got a squishy bed. Can you imagine back in the day, though, back in the, back in your single days, if you brought a you know one of your hot or not girls back to back to your place, and you're like, would you like to go into my or just take her into the sex room? Like, because I knew I actually knew people that had rooms like that. Guys, you know, there was a there's a dude that lived next to me, one of my first apartments, and it wasn't a sex. It, his room had like like uh, constraints on his bed. It was an old like school wooden like water bed, and he had fucking constra- uh, constraints on it. He had shit that hanged down from the ceiling, and his girlfriend was a Hooters waitress, and they would all openly talk about it and, and the stuff that they were doing, and it totally turned on my roommate DJ. And I remember coming home one day, and he's like, dude, their bedroom is sick. I was like, why were you in their bedroom? He's like, oh, I fucked his girlfriend today. (laughs) I was like, dude, what are you doing? You can't do that. He's like, no, I just always wanted to do it with a girl wearing her Hooters outfit, and she put it on for me, and then I tied her up. You tied her up in her boyfriend's bed? Our neighbors? He's like, yeah, she's not going to say anything. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, what are you doing? So... Anyway, Brandon, would you like it? You've got plenty of room to have a sex room there in the Zelensky studios. About to say, we got a lot of open uh, floor plan here. We could start renting it out. Yeah. You know, I use it in the free time. I wouldn't charge myself rent, obviously. Well, you know what you could do is if you do build a sex room, you could probably Airbnb it out. Yeah. Just like. Isn't well, that like prostitution? No, not to your Airbnb and out a room. I mean, I'm sure every Airbnb that's on the app is. Somebody said sex in it when visiting. So it's, it's just no different. It's just now you have a room that's got all kinds of weird shit in it. What would you want in it, Brandon? Uh, Probably like a flying trapeze and like have someone do a backflip off it and land it. Where, where, where are they landing? On my penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh so, so w- w- what do you need in the room for them to land on your penis? Well, uh, you know, we'd probably have to restructure the roof, you know, make sure it holds the support of someone swinging on it and probably put something more comfy down than concrete in case they missed. Mm. You could kind of do this outside with a tree and a mattress. 
And then bugs get involved. You know, you got ants crawling in places you don't want ants. Okay, I got you. Thought this one through. So this yeah. is your dream, to, yeah, to have a trapeze. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. It, I don't know how you'd put a trapeze in your basement. I don't think you put. It's just you just jump. That's all you do. We gotta have like that little swinging action, you know, and then you get to the top and do a flip. You know, they got they got to be a good flipper because you know they only got. Six foot before they hit concrete. Well, now you're talking about the person. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you just got to be you know, athletic. All right. So, is there anything else you want in your sex room? Uh, I do have these nice fold-out chairs. I could probably turn into something cool. Mm-hmm. Like? You know, like uh, maybe vibrating. Vibrating fold-out chairs. Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Or or electricity, you know, like hook some jumper cables up to them, give a little shock. Wow. Zzz. Nate, cool. Brandon's sex room sounds so inviting, does it not? Yeah, it sounds like it does. Yeah, it sounds yeah. terrifying. And you need one of those drills with like a dildo on the end of it. Oh, yeah, like a sawzall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make that with a Ryobi like in five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. Uh, Nikki, is this interest you? Does this interest yes. you? It yes, does. for sure. I'm a Fifty Shades fanatic, so I've, already, I've been engulfed since then. So I'd want um, water in my sex room. So I'd want like a jacuzzi put in there. I would definitely want one of those um, sex chairs. I want some whips. I want some chains. I might put a swing in there, too. That that seems like it'll be interesting. I want some feathery things in to play Ooh, with. Good call. And I want lots of, like, um, dildos, vibrators, that sort of stuff. That's what I want in mine. Well, I don't have to ask any questions. You've got this whole thing figured out. <laughs> God, my. He's got the builder coming next week. <laughs> She already knows which room. Yeah, she's sure. She's rebranding HGTV to HOTV. (laughs) OTV. God Almighty, you're uh, so you after watching Fifty Shades, you're into the BDM stuff. Yeah, S and M BDM. BDSM. I still haven't been able to find anybody who can do the the scene where he puts that bar thing on her ankles and flips her. I just want to do it. I'm probably a little heavy, so it got to be somebody strong. I was going to say, you asked the man to flip you? Yeah. And his response was? Well, I haven't found one yet. Oh, okay. But I want to do it. Okay. I do that in my sex room. Okay. You'd, you'd want them to flip you. Why don't you get like uh, uh, like kind of a ZZ Top had their guitars on their belt? Maybe do like the opposite and have a belt that's attached to the wall where you can just kind of spin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. Just trying to think outside the box. Probably. What are you going to do while you're spinning on the wall? I don't know. She wants to be flipped. <laughs> but I, that's it. I think it's way different. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a name for your sex room? Um, let's see. Probably uh, Nikki D. Nuts. Nikki D's. Um, I don't want to say dungeon. Oh, room of desire. Yeah. Nikki D's Palace room of, of pleasure. Yeah. Nikki D's yeah. please me. Please, <laughs> Nikki D's teasing and pleasing me. Yeah. Nikki D's My teasing. desire room. Your desire. Your des, your desire room mm-hmm. with Nikki. Would it be a hidden room or would it be? Uh, I would want it to be hidden. I won't want somebody to just open the door and walk in there because then they'll be in my business. So the the episode that we started watching of the show on Netflix, there was a young couple that brought her in, and they their house was not very big. It was built like the 1800s, so a lot of old brick and, you know, been renovated numerous times and since that. So there, and it's very, you know, kind of cut off. Um, 
and compartmentalized, you know, for the most part. And they get into the laundry room, which is just like a closet. And there's a the trap doors in the floor, and they open that up, and there's a ladder that goes down. Like straight down. Yeah, like straight down into this, what looks like a jail cell. It's a small little area, maybe 10 by 10 or something. And that's the space that they want, but it's very secretive. Like, I'm going, that's a lot of work to get there. You, I'd be out of the mood by the time I got down this, the ladder. I was like, Jesus, I'm tired. It's like so much effort to get down to the sex room. You know, I, I don't know if I have the stamina just to get down here. And then you want me to perform while I'm in the sex room? I don't know. We got to make this more easy to get to, I think. <laughs> No. New access. Yeah, like easy access. Like literally you roll out of bed and you're there. Oh, look at me. Really? Yeah. What about the caddy shack? You know, in the off season, you could make it the daddy shack. <laughs> the daddy, the big, da- ba- the big, big daddy, bang, bang. big daddy, bang, bang shack. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, where do you want me to put this tennis ball? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow. Which hole? <laughs> I got extra that's carabiners. I got extra carabiners. <laughs> and the rope. All right. So that's something on Netflix. If it's, I thought it was a great concept. Very interesting. There was what kind of, you, you said you've seen a couple episodes. What kind of people are, are getting these rooms? Do they look like people you think would have sex rooms? You wouldn't know. No, I, I mean, I've kind of changed my thought process on, on that years ago. I mean, you know, the people, everybody's got, little dark secrets behind, you know, skeletons in their closet, whatever you want to call it. The people that we saw are normal. I mean, for the most part, I mean, they, they just were very open about what they wanted and what they wanted to do. I mean, if you were to see them at the grocery store, you're not going to look at them and go, Oh, you guys probably have a sex room. She looked like a freak. Yeah. Because she's on a show about a sex room talking openly about what she wants her boyfriend to do to her. And then her boyfriend's like, yeah, I like anal. And I'm like, whoa, you know, that was the guy that. Yeah, he was questionable. (laughs) You guys aren't going to be together (laughs) for much longer than that. But I mean, think about Nate. Could you point somebody out in public and go, oh, look, they probably have a sex room. Yeah, I mean, not everybody, but I think certain people, I mean, probably stereotyping, but maybe somebody with a a bunch of piercings or something, somebody that, that likes pain. Or a bunch of tattoos, maybe. Yeah, but you're thinking of a you're th- now you're thinking of dominatrix. You know, you're thinking of the, that style of, of set. a lot of these rooms that she's making are are soft and fluffy. Yeah, yeah. like so, like they're, they're like sitting rooms. I mean, they're just an extra room, but they have things in the room like ready to rock and roll. It's kind of like a sex Olympics. Like they have each station, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you have all the stations set up. You got Lincoln longs, you got the, the Legos, you got the sandbox, you got the nap time stuff. You got the kitchen. This is where the sex room is. You got all your stations ready to go. But all the rooms are very pretty. Real mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. Great ambiance. They, they got candles and things in here. You looking at pictures? All, yeah. No. Put you in the mood. They all smell yeah. like ass and feet though. Chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> they probably reek. Yeah. You just got to go in and hose it down every now and then. <laughs> well, that's why I wouldn't want carpet. You know, you want concrete, right? You want concrete yeah. on there or something. I mean, if you're going to have sex, you're going to get sloppy. Um, or yeah. like a wrestling mat. Are we getting sloppy? You get sloppy. All right. Uh, so that's, that's the, what, what other pictures you see in there? Uh, this is the one here where they got like the little tub and everything in this room. Yeah. The little fluffiness here. Mm-hmm. And then in this next one. I wonder how much she charges for this stuff. They never said that, did they? Mm-mm. Yeah. 
They have this cute little one with the chair I like. See the ambiance? They got trees in here. Yeah. Little shells. Yeah. That guy looks a lot older than she does. <laughs> yeah. So. But they just look, they look like the, the lobby at a massage parlor in a shopping plaza. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, okay. not a lot. Like a spa. Yeah, nobody has a lot of room in there. I mean, these aren't millionaires. This one's just that they wanted a big bed with some some chains hanging. I don't know what they're doing from the chains. I guess the acrobatics that Brandon wants. Trapeze. Yeah, you put those hooks in your back. Get them trapeze bitches. Trapeze bitches. <laughs> what do you want in your sex room? Trapeze bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Next girl that goes out with Brandon and Nate, we have to make sure we bring it up to her. Like this dude's in a trapeze penises. He wants you to trapeze somewhere and land on his ding dong. Yeah, uh, try out this pogo stick. That's what he wants you to do. So that's a good one on Netflix if you if you're into that. Just something different. It's not a lot out there, right? So I'm like searching now that I've cut the cord, trying to find you know my go to uh, outside of maybe watching AGT, which I enjoy. Uh, or Law and Order, or normal television. YouTube TV does have a poker channel, which is way fucking cool. I can watch poker all day long. Um, you know, you got to find you know at nighttime when you're when we're in bed, we got to watch a show, we got to watch a movie, and start something. So this How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix is, I think, worth watching. Then there was this other show that I started watching just because it was the number one like trending show on Netflix. The name. It's funny how a lot goes into the name of a show on Netflix in order for you to get there or influenced by somebody else that tells you. Like most of the stuff that I've found on Netflix over the years is because Nate told me to watch it. You know, Nate would be like, hey, you should watch this. This is good. So I take his, usually he's, he's right. So I'll take his advice and I'll watch the show and I'll enjoy it. It's a lot easier to do that. That's why somebody needs to create, I'm sure there is actually, but somebody needs to create a popular either podcast or um, television show, or even maybe stream it on YouTube or something, of like g- critiquing the shows, kind of like a Siskel and Ebert for streaming shows. I think that's a great idea, especially for a podcast, a weekly podcast on. You know, that's a lot of television to watch. There's a lot of effort to put into it, but it'd be a great idea, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure something they like that exists on, on YouTube. Uh, but but even on um, Netflix, you, the top ten are usually the best ones out there. Yeah, but I always question that and go, well, is are they trying to dupe me? Because they they're trying to push their own programming, so they have the power to put it in the who who said this is the top ten? Are you really taking a poll? Is this really de- by 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 streams? You know, so I question it because a lot of times their top stuff is not. It's not very good. You know, I've seen it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if this is a top one. But anyway, this was number one the other day. It's called Girl in the Picture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started that. I watched it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so everybody's on board with this. I watched it, yes. Okay, so I, I've only gotten through maybe 30 minutes. Dang, how did you stop? Like, you couldn't stop. You were so engrossed in what's going to happen next. You are correct. I was. I was... It's, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was extremely interested because I'm into that kind of stuff, but I was very, I'm still very confused on what the fuck is going on. Well, you just wait. You're going to be even more confused. And then when you get to the end and it it all unravels, mine alone. Okay. And I watch all type of shows like this. This one is the most perplexed I've ever seen. Okay. So it's about a girl 
a woman, young woman, with a child and a creeper husband that dies allegedly of a hit and run. That's how it starts out. Okay, the rest changes, everything changes. But that's the beginning of the episode. That's what you're, at first thought, supposed to believe. Right. And her name is Tanya Hughes or whatever it is, and that all changes. You know, about thirty yeah. minutes in, it, it, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Don't give it. Is it just one episode, one long episode? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, how long? About two and a half hours. It's an hour and forty five minutes. Oh wow! So I only have an hour and fifteen minutes left. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm gonna, I need to watch from the beginning again. Yes. And go back. Yes. It's it's good. It's <laughs> really don't good. Don't fall asleep. Yeah. If I do it during the day, if I do it anytime after eight uh, p.m., I'm done. I'll fall asleep. I can't stay up past nine unless I'm gambling. It's not going to happen. Why is that funny to you, Brandon? You'll fit right in at the old folks' home. <laughs> I like my days. I get up at 6 a.m. I, I, I just like to get up early. Like, on Fridays. Feed the birds? No, I just get up, and I go outside when the birds are waking up. I have a cup of coffee, and I hear tweet, 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 tweet. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I, I don't like staying up late. Nothing good happens, you know, after 11 p.m., 12 p.m., what's the point staying up late get up early and get your day going, get some work done and get some exercise in and hang out with wilderness and life and the universe and God and the stars and the angels above. <laughs> Sound like some song lyrics. <laughs> the moon and what, the stars what time do you go to bed, Brandon? Uh, I try to get in bed before midnight. Okay. Why? What are you doing at midnight? Like, why are you staying up so late? What are, What are you doing between the hours of eight p.m. and midnight? Uh, I just like the nightlife a little bit. You know, the world's just kind of calmed down a little bit. Everything's quiet. I feel like my brain juices are flowing a little bit more, and my productivity and creativity are up in the nighttime hours. Okay, so what do you do? I just asked. What do you do in those four hours? Uh, you know, I usually kind of brainstorm, uh, like ideas, creative ideas, or I'll do quotes or I'll think of a different business venture, you know, just my main, my mind just goes wild when it gets to nighttime and I'm just like thinking about all these things and I'll have like South Park in the background or family guy and I'll just sit there and kind of stare at a dot on the wall. And for how a couple do you, hours. how do you execute these genius brainstormed ideas? <laughs> Cause uh, I've never, I've never, yeah. I've never We're, heard of any of them. <laughs> We're, uh, We're starting to do fences now. That's a very lucrative business. So all this all this time that you've the, in those four hours that you stay up till midnight, your 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 big idea was to do fences. Well, I was just trying to get the logistics. I you know went to a different a few different suppliers and got all the, the Nikki back there. She fucking hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just get all the numbers and everything you know together and figure out how much per foot it costs and like all right we got to buy this and we got fuel here but I got this job on this day. And I got to schedule this to make sure we get to this house the next day. You know, just, it's just scheduling in my mind just kind of works better at night. Are you as confused as I am? Like when, when he said he's brainstorming, I'm thinking creative ideas for the show, for his own podcast, I maybe know, a new, thought, new venture and podcast in Pours too. He's got some idea, him in August and, but you came up with fences. <laughs> Like yeah, I, so, all these like years, some, you just finally like uh, a, a, a uh, culmination. All these years of just racking your brain for four hours every night, <laughs> you finally had this aha moment of going fences. Ah! 
<laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of like, I mean, it's like, what takes the longest time doing fences? Digging the hole. I was like, wait a minute. I got a machine, and I can just put an attachment on the end of it, and there we go. We just start drilling holes and don't have to hand dig them. Hmm. Well, that just gave me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I go through all the time. <laughs> yeah, it gets you thinking, see? If it was nighttime, you wouldn't have a headache. Your brain would be running wild. Oh, be like, hey, here, here's my issue with this. The word fence... The idea of building fences is not a brainstorming idea. You don't come to the conclusion of fences when you're brainstorming. Brainstorming is like, how are we going to execute this bit? How are we going to strategically win over this client? How are we going to bring in more revenue to our business? How are we going to promote ourselves at this festival that's coming up? I'm just giving examples of different businesses. Brandon is fences. And he said he stares at a dot for three hours at a time. And you came up with one idea after three hours of staring at it. No, no, like months, years, and four hours. (laughs) Fences. This is is one of the most recent ideas. I was like, you know, we can probably add this to our list of things that we can do. Oh, you know, it took him a a year to come to the last brainstorming idea. Which was what? Mailboxes. Oh, yeah, this is a brilliant idea. Gotcha. He was like, mailboxes go into the ground, and I have a tool <laughs> that, can fill a hole. that can drill a hole into the ground. And you put the mail, everybody needs mail. <laughs> I'm a male, so why couldn't I come up with the idea of mailboxes? <laughs> Fucking genius. God, I would love to sit in on one of those brainstorming sessions. You are, you are a special type of uh, genius over there, buddy. Yeah. I mean, you just got to figure everything out. You got to double check to make sure you don't get screwed on a job, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm not making any money off this. This is not good." Well, you you have them give you a credit card and pay you half when you start the job. Yeah, but I'm saying if I do the calculations wrong, I might undercharge or underbid the quote and then make no money. Yeah, don't do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I got to go through so everything. Gotta, There's different kind of fences. You got aluminum prefab. You got steel prefab. You got wood with barbless wire. You got wood three-line fences. I mean, you got them six foot apart. You got them eight foot apart. You got gates. There's a lot of shit that goes into it. You got to get the concrete. got to get the bucket out there. You got to figure out how you're going to get your machine back there with all this little knick-knack shit that's in the yard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's easy. I cannot do it, but you know, I've seen it done numerous times, and... Somebody can do it. Yeah. yeah, some guy sat there from 8 to 12, and he thought about that for four hours, and he started doing it. Now, I promise you, the last guy, I just put up a new fence not that long ago, and this nice Mexican man, I guarantee he did not sit around for four hours trying to figure <laughs> out how to do it. This dude was on a mission, and he was, you know, pick it, pick it, pick it. He was pretty damn good. That's because he probably pre-thought everything out. You know, yep. he just had a, I had a, he had a plan in his mm-hmm. head. And once he got to your yard and broke ground, yep. he was ready to execute. Yep. He had that plan in mind. You don't just go out there willy-nilly, willy-nilly and start digging holes, you know. Yep. Then you're just going to have fences all over the place. No, this, this guy wasn't thinking. No, at all. Zero. No, no, you were wrong about that. <laughs> okay. Well, your fence probably doesn't look the greatest. Um, no, my fence is phenomenal. I love my fence. Five years. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if if you if you would like to um, redo my fence for free for a portfolio, uh, you know, just so so you could because you got to sh- you got to do one for free because you got to show people what you can do. So you can do my my fence. You can do, you got to restain it though. 
I've got the stain. Got to restain it. Let me uh, rethink that tonight, and then I'll let you know what our profit margin is on that. I'll figure that out in about three hours. Well, you're going to be in the hole for a couple thousand dollars. There's no doubt about it. But you, you got to, you know, great advice. Sometimes you got to take a step back to take two steps forward. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, two steps back, one step forward, that's fine. But I don't want to be taking six steps back, you know. No, one step like back, two steps forward. All right, well, I don't want to take six steps back and only two steps forward. Then that's when you get in the hole and you, you get fucked. Yeah, well, you don't do that. You know, now well, you have. I got to have all these calculations. Now, done. now you have a portfolio of I did Jason Bailey's fence. Look at great job! Look at this great job I did. This could be your fence too. You've got nothing to showcase on your website. You've got nothing to show people that you even know how to do a fence. Oh, uh, well, at this point, I don't even have a website anymore. Well, you shouldn't have a website. Domain. You don't have a website, Brandon? Yeah. I used to, and then I forgot to pay the domain. And, you know, people just call me off Google. It's so much more convenient. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So yeah. how do they know that you can do this work? Uh, Reviews, Google reviews, Google ads. That helps. So they don't have <laughs> any pictures to go on? Oh, no, we got pictures. Yeah, we, we post them on, you know, you can post them on your Google profile. Mm-hmm. Just oh, get them off Google. He's, he's, he's one of the guys that I deal with that, like, if I have three businesses and they all are about the same, same price, I'll, the deciding factor will be how good is their website. Right. How professional does it look? Right. It's like your storefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't even find well, it. We, we, we don't need, <laughs> we don't even need a website. Our work speaks for itself. All no, right. You know, you, you got, you got your neighbor over here saying, God dang, that's a good looking fence. I want 10 of them. No, you need a website. The website is, and it's easy to do. You had one that was done. Yeah, it was really good too. Nate did a great job, but you just, I'll probably have to have him do another one. You just didn't pay for the update on the the URL. I mean, that's silly. So well, I, yeah, know. I thought it was auto pay, and I thought I had paid for two years, but apparently not. You know, do you think that like if we didn't? I mean, our website for for the show is amazing. Nate did a fantastic job. Podcastthebs dot com. Uh, do you think if we didn't have the website, we'd have as much traffic as we have had recently? Uh, probably because we probably just send them over to Spotify instead of podcast to BS.com. No, Brandon. I disagree. And I'll I'll give you an example. So I had someone reach out to me not that long ago and uh, pitch a very, very big opportunity for the show. And I started talking and I trust this person and I started talking to them more about what it entails and how it'll be beneficial and, and it all sounds really, really good. But the company that is interested in the podcast um, does, doesn't know me very well. Knows of me and what I did in radio, but doesn't know me very well. But their feedback was the stuff that they found on our website and how professional our website is. Um, spoke volumes of our content, made them want to listen to more content. I was talking to a a potential new client the other day, and they've had people pitch podcasts, ideas to them, a lot of ex-Atlanta radio guys pitching podcasts to them, and they gave me one of the nicest compliments that you could possibly give me. They said, all those other people didn't have their shit together. They were just like, yeah, I think like maybe a thousand people listen uh, every so often or something. But, you know, I used to do radio at somewhere and or I'm currently doing radio somewhere. And trust me, a lot of people know who I am, but they've got no analytics to back it up. You know, so we not only have an extremely professional website, but there's a back 
page to our website that we send out to potential clients that shows the analytics, the 400 plus thousand plays slash downloads, the average listener per show, uh, unique listener per show, all that stuff. Um, you know, if we didn't have that, we didn't have our shit together. People would just think we're another some fucking Cheeto eating kid in our parents' basement talking through a microphone and a fucking shitty laptop doing a podcast. Yep. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. You dress to impress when you go to the fucking bank. And you don't have a website. My money. And you don't understand the concept of having a good website. I did have a good website and it did good. And I have not noticed the difference between having a website and not having a website. I would like another website again. But I think when it comes to a service like we're providing with the the, the content, that's a little different because that's all web-based, internet-based. But when it comes to, you know, digging dirt and putting pipe under the ground, uh, you know, it's referrals is, is helpful. And usually people just look it up on Google and they're like, oh, this one's the closest to me. They got the best reviews. Let me give them a call. But we're talking about the fences. I want to see your fences. I want to see pictures Uh-oh. of your fences. I don't care about the pipes and the backflows and stuff. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I want to see your fences. I want to see pictures of your fences. You don't have any pictures of fences. That's what All I'm right, trying well, to tell you. We're getting one done this weekend. We should have one done, and we'll uh, we'll get some pictures posted. All right. Well, I hope you're doing it for free. I am not. We are doing it for <laughs> material, and labor is the same price. Oh, Jesus. That's expensive. Is this your first fence? Yep. Mm-hmm. Me and August going to do it. What, what do you... August. What do you... Uh, what are you calling this company? Is it the same company? BT uh, backflows yeah. and irrigation and fences and such and more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought about that. I'm going to make another Google business profile for fences. Why don't, you just, fences. Why, why don't you just be all-inclusive? Well, it, it would it would just redirect back to... Um, oh, you're all over yeah. the place. You need help. You need help. You need help with a business strategy, buddy. No, it's, it's like, it's like the same thing. Like remember you ordered that DoorDash food and you ordered it some, from some other place like mom, pa kitchen, you thought, but you're really just getting Hooters. Mm-hmm. Same thing. People think they're getting one thing and it's just redirecting back to, you know, the shell company. The shell. That's, that's a, a, <laughs> a, a word that makes people feel safe. A shell company. <laughs> well, it's just like the big conglomerate. And then you got little sub branches under it. Why don't you be like maybe, not, maybe shell wasn't the best word. Why don't you be like Brandon's defense or offense, offense or, or fancy fences, fancy fences or on the fence, on the fence. Oh, that's a good. Oh, one. that's good. On the fence, uh, fence, Pence, Mike Pence, Mike Fence, <laughs> Mike uh, Pence for fence, Mike, 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 <laughs> Mike Vice President Mike Fence. <laughs> uh, it, it makes sense, Brandon's fence. Makes sense to get a fence. Makes sense. That that could be your tag. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. To get a fence. To get a fence. Yeah. You can even say it like that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you can see we are a spokesperson. Yeah. So that's that's what you would have in the little, you know, little things, little quotes. But then you got to come up with a fence name. Wait. I thought that was. What? Fancy fences? Fancy fences? Oh. And the, the tagline was what? It makes sense to get a fence. There we go. <laughs> yes. Nikki's the spokesperson. Sounded great. <laughs> it makes sense. And then maybe you start your own uh, YouTube page. I mean, a uh, Netflix show. Get a documentary going. You know, this lady's building sex rooms. You build fences. Yeah, like super fences, like sex fences. Yeah, sex fences. Right, yeah. What would you want on your sex fence? Or you could just go down to uh, Texas and continue uh, the wall. And you'd be like, 
I'm going to fucking finish this wall <laughs> with fancy fences. <laughs> yeah, probably get a pretty good contract on that. <laughs> uh, is any, does anybody want to pay for material and the same for labor? That's all we're asking. And we're going to put an eight foot, what are they, eight foot, six, eight, eight foot, right? Eight foot fences? Uh, you're talking about width or height? Height. Uh, usually about six foot <clears throat> by eight foot if, they're, alum- uh, if they're steel, if six by six if they're aluminum. Okay, so you're going to put a six foot fence there on the border. Uh, uh, I need it a little taller. <laughs> with 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 uh with a nail gun keeping the pickets in. <laughs> I think those are metal. We'll be like, yeah, hey, we got you going. We're going to hook up two car batteries to keep them amigos right off that fence. All right, uh, Nate, I think is dealing with his AC person. So, Brandon, uh, I'm going to go to you for one question. Okay, we'll just do this in reverse. Oh, we're doing it now. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Give me. Give me. Uh, give me. Uh, give me. Uh, three seconds. Are you prepared to ask one question, or do you need four hours of brainstorming? <laughs> no, I'm good. Just four <laughs> seconds. I uh, see. The first time I did this, I did need four hours just to kind of think about it. Okay. Well, that brain just that gerbil's really slow up there. It is. The hamster's Very. real slow. All right. Here we go. One question with Brandon. One question with Brandon. All right, go on. If you're thinking about getting a fence, you're probably putting it around some grass, and you're going to need that grass cut. You're going to need it mowing. You're going to need to trim it, and you're going to need the edging. You're going to need to call Sparky's Lawn Service, Andrew Sparks, veteran and operated since 2020. Yeah, he started that shit during the pandemic. He didn't give a damn because people's lawns needed to be cut. Uh, you know, that was the main time. We're still, we're like halfway through summer, but you still need your grass cut. So give him a call or shoot him a text, 706 706- Eight nine seven two one nine nine, or hit him up on the old Gmail. Brought to you by Google Sparky's Lawn at Gmail dot com. Yeah, Sparky's Lawn Service is doing really well. He, he <laughs> texts me, right here. He te- I t- I'm telling you, there's, there's something to be said about it. I I'm not going to disagree with you. There's something to be said about your reads, and people are loving Sparky's Lawn Service. I he's like you. My business is. He texted me the other day. My business is doubled. Since advertising with you guys. Wow, that's awesome. Doubled. I was like, that's great. means he's making twice as much money uh, spending the few dollars that he spends with us. That's not a shot. It's just saying that it's very inexpensive to advertise in the podcast world, at least for us. You know, we're on our show. All right, what's your one question? It's just going to be me and Nikki D. I don't know. Nate's, Nate's dealing with AC stuff. Well, this, like, worked out perfect with the what we were just talking about. All right, so would you rather lose... Half your length or half your girth? On your penis? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, I don't know if Nikki's going to be able to answer this. <laughs> well, I, I think she could probably ask, you know, like, what would she prefer? A shorter, <laughs> stubbier, or a longer, skinnier? Uh, all right. So, I'll go first. Would I rather lose half my length or half my girth? Her. I don't have much of either. Like, I don't have a lot to lose. That's like asking an Ethiopian how much money, I mean, how much weight he wants to lose to Jenny Craig. You know, they're already skinny. Um, either way, I'm really screwed. I mean, it's bad as is. I, I, I guess girth? I mean, it's going to look really weird, but at least it's still going to stick out. <laughs> Versus it just being kind of like a hammerhead shark, you know, like just flat. Yeah, I would say girth. Yeah, girth. Because that would be weird. If you took away the length, 
And it's just kind of like this looks like a big ball of big league chew. Yeah. Girth. I'm going girth. A little mini tuna can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Girth. <laughs> Definitely girth. Definitely girth. Without a doubt, girth. Yes. Just think about that. All right. So for me, I'm about to tell y'all a really intimate story that I'm sure you want to hear. But I dated this guy once who had girth. It was fat, but it was so skinny. It's like my pinky size. I mean, so so short. So I don't want a guy to lose length. I'd rather him lose girth because we didn't have sex probably like the first three months of our relationship. And people thought that like I was just being like some good girl and holding out. And I had to confess to my close girlfriends like, uh uh-uh, girl, he just can't get that thing in because it's too short. So he can't push it. Because he doesn't have enough length to push it through. So every time we try, it's just like hitting a brick wall. He can't get it in because it's too small. So how did you fix that problem? Um, Finally, I had to Stretch use it. one of my toys. He doesn't know I did it. I had to use one of my toys to like open myself up some. And then I went to, you know, do it with him and then it he got it in, and he was like, oh, like, finally. And he thought he was great, but I just rigged it. Did you ever all. Did you ever tell him? <laughs> no. Rigged the sex. <laughs> I rigged it. <laughs> God, you girls are brutal, man. It was like, what was Brandy talking about that one, one show, and, like, she's just, like, tearing these dudes apart that she's dating and about their, their penises and stuff. And I'm like, guys, I don't think guys do that uh, at least about – the genitals for a woman like they don't go around and talk about all oh, that bitch was the, you know they don't do that i don't think they I, I never did that because it's not much that they can talk about i've never had sex with a man who's like oh your vagina's trash or no it's always their male parts that don't properly work that hinders our activities i had another guy same thing his penis was so soft he couldn't get it in and i told him and it hurt his feelings but i had to be truthful you know that's a problem like for for guys uh, i think it's over 40 like the percentage jumps up where you lose um a lot of your stiffness in your penis and it's uncontrollable it's just with age it's what happens you know like at Nuber T they 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 deal with that stuff um with the sexual dysfunction because every guy goes through it you know you you don't think you might not think you do and you might be embarrassed by it you shouldn't it's just they, they have those pee shots that they actually you know it's P doesn't stand for penis. It's the PRP therapy, <laughs> but the, 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 they'll shoot your, they'll put a needle in your penis and they numb it. So you don't feel a thing that gets all that back. Well, so, I wasn't 40 at the time, so I'm not giving these guys no passes. Oh. We were in our twenties. Yeah, had, but still it's tough no. for guys. I mean, the guys can't control what their penis is. They're born like that. So, you know, like you either, I've never been the guy that's obviously you guys have known this. I've never bragged about my, my stuff because there's nothing to brag about, nor am I going to lie about it um, or how great I am in bed because I'm not. Uh, but a lot of guys who are in, in, inadequate in bed do that for whatever reason. They brag, they lie, they say they're great, and then they take their clothes off, and you're like, what is that? Because they're they're overselling themselves. They're insecure. Guys that brag about how good they are and how big they are are insecure. And they're liars. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're lying. They're insecure because women fantasize about Hollywood sex. That's what you fantasize about. There's not one guy out there that can give it to you, unless I mean, you're unless you're doing porn. I mean, I've I've come across one or two. Yeah, that but it, gave me that. I will say, but that. it was a specific circumstance. It was probably a one night stand, drunken encounter. 
bachelorette party, whatever the case may be. It, it was some, it was a one-off. I will say that. Yeah. But Usually they are. Those are the me- most memorable. I have yeah. plenty of stories where I could, if you went back and talked to the women that I had one of those nights with, they would say that he's crazy. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> and he's like, it was just, it's just, it's just the scenario. I mean, I was, I slept with a porn star one time and, uh, she's a very famous porn star actually. I'm not going to name her name. Um, I'm actually in a book, um, referred to in a book about this one night with her and, uh, and like she years afterwards would talk about, I mean, this is, this is a fucking porn star years afterwards talked about how great that night was. Wow. What'd you do to her? It was just one of those nights. It was, it was, everything was perfect. We, you know, there was a big uh, VIP party at a certain adult gentleman's club. It was during a Super Bowl weekend. Uh, She had just gotten uh, a very big award in her industry. And she was just featured on the cover of a, very large publication. I mean, it was, it was like a big to do. And, um, I was actually there for the headliner who I had just interviewed and kind of befriended mm-hmm. and, uh, and then ended up this girl, I bangs me from across the room. She comes over. I'm with a couple of my buddies and she invites me back to the hotel afterwards. And they're staying at some shithole hotel holiday in. And one thing leads to another and we're doing the thing and all everybody else leaves to let us do our thing. And, and you're in a book and I'm in a book. Next thing you know, I'm in a book and you know, we're driving back to Orlando at three o'clock in the morning because I have to be at a wedding with my girlfriend at 9am. Oh, you cheated. We were kind of on our way out. Now you've always said you've never cheated. Yeah. And I didn't cheat. And if, but one, it's a porn star. So it was a little bit different. You know, cheating is cheating. That, but we were kind of not dating. We were seeing each other. There's a difference. Now you're going to make a excuse for cheating. Is, hmm. is it, is it, yeah, you got to do is talk long enough. The truth comes out. <laughs> That's usually how that works. Cheater. <laughs> All right. So there you go. So it's uh, lose the girth, not the length. Yes. Right. Good to know. Yeah. What about for breasts? Same thing. Uh, Length or girth? Yeah, I think it would be the opposite. You want the girth, not the length. You don't want hangers. Yeah, yeah. You probably want, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You would rather they'd be be really round. They'd be like an Oreo. Yeah, you'd rather have. Yeah, you'd rather have a pizza pie than uh, a zucchini. Yeah, or like a fifty-five gallon drum. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, and probably probably for you too because it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, but I regret my breast reduction, to be honest. Do you really? I, I was do. just about to ask that. Damn. I Why? Do. I, I want to go on botched because I feel like I was botched. Um, I don't think he did a good job. I look like an alien now when I take my bra off. One of my boobs is still bigger than the other one because I didn't go back to let him touch me any further. The way that he did my nipples, he moved them too high. Like, I just look crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. We we haven't seen him. You can show Brandon. Why don't you send some pictures to Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> I regret it. I don't like it. Uh, can all you right. get him put back in? They still have your like. They got your, you know, your stuff in a no, ziploc bag. Said no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk to our guest here. Hang on. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. 
Are you looking to build a mountain home or a cabin in western North Carolina? You know, you hear me talk about Paradise City all the time and the cabin up in Mineral Bluff. Well, Mac Development Group, they are a one-stop shop for all your needs. A full-service design-build real estate developer, and their team handles everything for you. From your land acquisition to designing your custom home to the general contracting and building. They provide your family with the ability to have a one-stop shop and know what your project is, and it's delivered on time. Plus, everything is built in this 3D software process that you can see ahead of time to make you kind of ease your tensions as you move forward with this really cool and exciting thing in your life, right? Currently booking for full-time builds, and they need to get folks on the schedule. The folks are you. Reach out to Mac Development Group, macdevelopment.com. That's macdevelopment.com. Also, hit them up on social media, Instagram and Facebook. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Newbertese Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Newbertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Newbertese Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Newbertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Who wants to talk erectile dysfunction? Brandon? I could talk about it. Okay. You're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. <laughs> Nate, are you comfortable with talking about erectile dysfunction? Sure. I don't I haven't seen a lot of penises, but I can talk about it, I guess. Okay. Nikki D, are you okay talking about erectile dysfunction? I'm definitely okay talking about these broke penises. Okay, broke penises. All right. I'm fine with it as well. We welcome back to the podcast our friend from Newbertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, menswellnessleague.com, where I go and get my testosterone maintenance. Uh, and any questions that I have regarding my health, men's health, answered. And uh, the nurse practitioner there, Diane Spiva, who's been on the show before. And I got to tell you, Diane, when you come on, you are a fan favorite. People love our conversation, whether it be the testosterone maintenance, the sexual health, I think, was the last conversation we had. And now we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction, uh, which is a big problem, especially, what is it, 40 and over, right? It gets worse and worse and worse. Correct. It can, it, it can be younger than 40 as well, but certainly, you know, 100% of all men will have, you know, some degree of erectile dysfunction at some point in their life. And, 
and it's you know it impacts it, it impacts our it impacts our overall sexual health and happiness. I remember I was because I go up there every week usually on Mondays and, and I, and I get my testosterone maintenance and stuff. And Miguel, uh, who kind of runs the joint, you know, he, he pulled me, pulled me aside one day and I forget why he said this, but he pulls me aside and he goes, you know, the sexual, the sexual health is big for us right now. If you could let your, like, and I'm like, what, what does that mean? Big for you? He goes, this is kind of a, the hot topic amongst guys right now is their sexual health and ways to make it better. And I don't think he said it like this, but it came across like, how's your penis? And, and I felt uncomfortable. You know, I was like, what, what do you doing? He goes, look, we can talk about this stuff and, and we can fix it. We've got these pee shots, you know, it's so you don't have to take Viagra. I was like, I think I'm okay. He goes, everybody thinks they're okay. You could get another 40% of stiffness down there if you get one of these. And I'm like, I'm really feeling uncomfortable. And that And that's the problem, right, is... Just mm-hmm. two dudes talking about each other's penises uh, is not the right. common conversation to have. Not at all. It's really uncomfortable for, for men. And actually, the studies show that men, when they start to have problems, it's usually something is just decreased penaltimescence, that quality of erection. Um, and then it kind of progresses from there. There's lots of things that can be done to actually help to prevent um, that from worsening. But men just don't talk about it with each other. and They just don't they don't have those answers. It's weird because women talk to each other about their sexual health. We do. We we kind of probably talk too much, but yeah, we talk about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you go to the OBGYN and then you meet up for a salad and you're like, just went into the OBGYN. I got HPV. You know, it, it, it's, it's like, it's like no big deal. Guys don't do that. But I think it's very, and because we're, we're immature, it doesn't matter how old we are. We're guys are all very immature and we're self-conscious um, because we want to think we're tough guys that are indestructible. I think it's important, Diane, for you to tell our audience, and this is not just for the guys listening, but for the women that have guys, you know, like you can help out with this process, is that there are different degrees and different variables for erectile dysfunction. Guys shouldn't feel like they're a failure or they've done something wrong. Um, can you kind of walk us through those different things? Absolutely. It really impacts, you know, that men equate that, that penis and, you know, its ability to have, you know, to become erect and to perform sexual activity. That's their virulence. And so whenever that's challenged in any way, um, when it happens, it, it may, there's so many different things that can lead to that, including you're just, you're just having a bad day, but, um, or it can be low testosterone medications, um, so many different things. But whenever it happens that first time, that first time that a gentleman isn't able to get that that quality erection that he needs for sexual activity, he now has performance anxiety. Oh. So that performance anxiety now plays a role, and and guys can't really differentiate that. So they, you know, men are they want they want to be fixers, and if they can't fix it, they they kind of just kind of push it to the back of the of the of the barrel, and they and they wait to see what's going to happen. But that, it's a, it's a penis. Your penis is a muscle, so you have to use it. So not using it isn't the answer. The answer is, you know, figuring out what's going on and and pushing forward. See, Brandon, that's your new pickup line. Go to the bar, meet a woman, and say, look, 
I'm just going to be honest with you. My penis is a muscle and it needs to be worked out. <laughs> want to see my muscles? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the gym? But it's also my bedroom. <laughs> but see, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I was telling you, Nikki, about, and, and all women, Brandy too, who's mentioned it on, on, on this show before, is like, you guys are, like, you, you, you talk about guys' penises and you make fun and you're like, this isn't up to par, this isn't the... Guys don't do that about women's private areas. And so if it gets back to a guy, you know, the guy's extremely self-conscious about that. And especially Mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship and you make a comment about that, then it's just uncontrollable. I mean, I've had it happen to me numerous times with different women where something will be said. And I'm like, whoa, uh, I'm not mad. I'm more embarrassed. I'm like, I got to back off. I, I don't think I should do this. I'm not. It's embarrassing. Guys get embarrassed very easily, Diane. Mm-hmm. Women should should equate that to men talking about their breasts. About women's breasts? Yes. Okay, so fair enough. So, yeah, because they would say, oh, man. We wouldn't want them to talk about our breasts, so correct. Right, just you're, you're flat, she's flat-chested. It's just like a, it's like a boy, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, she was good in bed, but it was that, that to a woman, you're self-conscious about that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, you're self-conscious about your boobs. I am now that they're botched. I wasn't before. Uh, well, yes, you were because that's why you got the, the, the surgery. I wasn't self-conscious about them. I just wanted them smaller because it was Because they were huge. They were huge. Yeah, yeah, they were blocking the sun. But they were a bomb now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> were, so when, when a guy comes in there, because you can't have couples come in because it's just a men's wellness facility. Although you should allow couples to come in for this. I think you should. And it's not up to me. I, you know, I simply work there, but I understand. Yeah. For sexual health, I think it's, you know, the, the, the woman being involved in that process and understanding it helps to um, bridge some of that gap. I agree. Uh, to, without a doubt. And you're going to feel more comfortable in a room, especially if it's a woman physician with mm-hmm. them checking out your penis. If your wife is there, I mean, you might even Correct. think it's hot. I don't know. Uh, so, so, so what's the process? Let's just say Brandon's like, all right, it's weird. I'm 23. I, I, I'm, I'm having problems functioning. I'm going to go into Nuberty and, uh, you know, he makes an appointment. He goes to menswellnessleague.com. There's a schedule a call button. Somebody calls him back. He says, you know, I'm a little embarrassed about this, but, you know, I was listening to the Bailey Show podcast and they had Diane on and they're talking and I've got this problem. Um, I don't want anybody to know about it. But and then so he's already feeling uncomfortable because he got to talk to somebody about it. He's like, all right, he comes in. And then he sees, let's say you, how does that, how does that meeting go? So it's just like any other, other um, initial visits come on in and meet. We, you actually fill out a questionnaire to begin with that kind of asks a lot of those questions that kind of takes the pressure off of me having to sit in that room and ask those questions. And you can answer those. Myself and the other providers, we review those, those questionnaires beforehand. And so we kind of have an idea of what type of symptoms are bothering you. Um, uh, you know, there, there are a, a certain percentage of those men with the decreased libido, that decreased sex drive, or maybe that decrease in, um, you know, penile tumescence, that quality of erection, that that's totally related to testosterone being too low. So obviously that part of that process will be to, you know, draw some lab work, check those, those um, hormone levels, and, um, and then we do a sexual health visit. Um, so that comes with just the normal visit. So it's a workout. There is, um, you know, an examination, um, and some, 
imaging um, and just talking through it. Well, you know, what kind of things have you tried before? Um, a lot of education, just talking through the process, um, reminding the gentleman that 100% of men will have um, some issues at some point in their life, just, you know, that they're, you know, that it isn't just happening to, to them, that, it, you know, this is widespread. We talk about the potential causes and try to identify what, what their cause might be and, and offer, you know, both treatment options as well as regenerative medicine is big right now. So what can we do to actually improve the overall health of, of that penis and help to prevent erectile dysfunction? What, what do most men ask for? Do they, do they request a woman to work with them or like, is that a, like when you go in to get a massage, a lot of times they'll say, would you like a female masseuse or a male masseuse? And you know, most guys are going to take a female masseuse and most women even take a female masseuse. So in this case, do, do guys pick or do you just automatically assume they're going to feel more comfortable with a woman in the room? I think we, we assume that, I mean, it's whoever we have, we have both male and female providers. Yeah. So it's, it's whoever they get, but and if they, if they're really uncomfortable, it's certain, certainly something that they can, you know, tell us their discomfort and we can see what we can work around. Uh, you know, we're professionals. This is what we do for a living. I've been doing this for a, a dozen years and been in medicine for over 40. So I've, I've seen a, a few penises over the course of my lifetime. It's, it's nothing new. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just, it's health. Yeah. Sexual health is just as important as heart health. And Brandon's got that same tattoo on his lower back. I've seen a few penises over the years. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, look, I'm not going to deny fellas that it's embarrassing and women, you really have to understand it. It's different. You women, when you go to the OBGYN and you get up on the stirrups and it, it's, it's like, it, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't compare it cause I don't know what that's like, but I can tell you that when a doctor, a physician looks at your penis, touches your penis, talks about your penis while your penis is out in this very cold room. Um, it, it's, it's odd, you know, and I, the only time I've like really had that happen. And it wasn't that long ago at the urologist. And I told you that story about, you know, the squeegeeing of the penis and all that stuff, but it was, like I'm sitting here telling myself, be an adult, be an adult, be an adult. You know, like you're actually having an inner conversation with yourself, which is horrible. You shouldn't have to do that. You are an adult. It's this is this is medical, right? This is medical. So when they go in there and they find out that there's an issue, there's a psychological impact um, twofold. One in a negative way when they find out or they realize there is an issue, but then in a positive way when they find whatever treatment, which we'll get to here in just a minute is starting to work and whatever their issue was is now going away. Right. Correct. Well, and remember, so, you know, you know, since you're on hormone replacement therapy, everybody's question always is, you know, do I have to be on testosterone the rest of my life if I'm on it right now to, to get those benefits? And my answer is no, you don't always have to be on it. You may want to be on it because you feel better when you're on hormone replacement therapy but some of those natural things that you can do to actually help to um to encourage your body to make your own testosterone is sexually oriented so you know having sexual activity um frequently is one of those things happiness avoiding stress um you know eating those right foods doing the right exercises but sex plays a huge role in that so sex is part of the therapy right Absolutely. And remember that, you know, treating low testosterone 
is, you know, is, has been proven by the studies to help to prevent um, diabetes, hypertension, and, and, and heart disease, which is metabolic syndrome. So, uh, you know, all of having, making sure you have good sexual health is helping to, you know, keep that testosterone level up, which helps to prevent those other types illnesses that, you know, are going to cause more problems down the line as we get older. Brandon, your profile for your, your Tinder is, has been written and nobody else is going to have this profile. Look, I have a muscle. I need to work it out. Sex is good for my heart. Good for yours as well. Let's get together and solve the world's problems by being naked in my bed. Yeah. I'm giving a therapy lessons. That's yeah. We'll call it. I mean, like, if you look at it from the medical standpoint and all of the positives, like, there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't be having sex five times a day with somebody. I'm practically a nurse at this point. <laughs> for science. <laughs> You're practically a nurse. <laughs> Nate, I don't ever think you used the medical uh, pickup line back in the day, did you? No, no, that never came up. Maybe, maybe today, but not back in the day. God, I know. Like, doesn't it sound so awesome? Like to use that? I, I think that would work to be honest with you. Yeah, it probably would now, especially with all the dating apps. I mean, super easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause people are so, they want the facts and the true story. And like, but this is science and I, I can prove it here. Let me show you the, from the science website. It just says we should be having sex. That's what it says. It's good for our health, whether we love each other or whether we like each other. It's not the point. The point is, is we're working out and it's good for our health. That's why we should have sex. Um, a lot of guys probably are thinking, okay, this is going to be an extremely overly expensive process to fix this issue. It's going to be a long process to fix this issue. It's going to be a painful process to fix this issue. Uh, is Are any of those things true? No, actually, you know, there's, again, there's two different um, tracks that they can take and they can do both simultaneously. They can try one or the other. Treatment options are going to be those things that most men know about, and that's going to be that Viagra Cialis, Levitra, track those of those pills. Um, those are those are good. Usually, as long as you take those correctly, which you know they're not so spontaneous, you have to take them on an empty stomach at least an hour before desired effect. Um, but they, you know, because they are assist, they're absorbed and used systemically, you can have side effects. So side effects can be you know headaches, stuffy nose, um, dizziness, lightheadedness. Um, prolonged erection lasting longer than four hours, um, those types of things. Um, but they work in that within that time frame that you take that medication. So there is really no waiting for that. And, th and those aren't expensive. They just have not spontaneous and, and, and they, um, have side effects. The, there's also, you know, penile injections. Those are like the trimix and bimix. Um, that kind of freaks guys out when they think about it, but it's like a little tiny little bee sting needle that a gentleman can give to himself in the privacy of his bathroom. Um, that um, injection can give you what a 100% um, full erection. So back to where, where you were when you're 18, 19, 20 and had that nice full erection. Um, and it's there for a couple of hours. So um, that's not systemic. It's a local reaction. So as you know, the side effects can be just like any other injection, you can have a little bit of irritation or, you know, pain or bruising at that site if, you, if you're not careful of where you inject it. But 
it's an easy injection to give. Lots of men use those. It's something that works within five to 10 minutes and it's good for two hours. You, so that, that's a, those, those are ones that you know, can get your confidence back and back into the saddle again, where you're, where you're, you're having sex routinely and, and being happy. So these guys are taking shots before every sexual encounter. If they if they need it, yes, wow. it's it's there for them. I'm just I'm just imagining like a cowboy with a belt with all the little bullets around his belt, and a guy's like, dude, I'm a stud. Chicks love me. They don't realize how erect I can get at this age, and he's got one of those cowboy belts, and instead of bullets, he's got these little bee sting needles. Where he just every he's naked with a cowboy belt, he's just sticking his penis. Would that turn you off if you saw a guy stick his penis with a needle? It would. But even if he told you why he's doing it, I don't want to see it. I just want to see the after effects. If I saw him do it, it would be a little freaky for me. But he's like, I, I just want to give you my supercharged penis. <laughs> I don't want to grow it. instead of my medium kind of soft penis. I want to give you a supercharged penis. I'd be thinking about it when we'd be doing it. So do do women get offended by this, Diane? Like you know. Not necessarily no, not, your wife. They shouldn't, but, but sometimes, yeah, because they want to think that that erection is because of the excitement level between the two of them. Yeah. So I, so my recommendation is always, you know, it's an easy duck out. You know, you're supposed to go to the bathroom before you have sex anyways. You know, duck out, go to the bathroom. While you're in there, give yourself an injection, go back out. They, they're, they're no wiser. They don't need to know that there was an erection, that there was an injection involved. Where do you put the syringe when you're done? No. Need to have somewhere to dispose of it safely, yeah. a sharps container of some kind that can be like a two liter with a lid, but some kind of sharps container. <laughs> here, here we go. Here's a scenario for you, Brandon. You, you have one of these shots, you go into a bathroom, girl you just met that night, you're giving yourself the injection, you throw it away in the trash can, you go perform, she goes into the bathroom, she finds the syringe, and she thinks you're shooting up drugs. Do you A, just go along with it and say, I've got a heroin problem or B tell her what the needle is really for and why the sex was so great. Yeah. Probably with the baby. It's just a little dope. Come on now. Come on, <laughs> <That'd be all right. laughs> dope. I ain't never hurt nobody. Just one time. I promise. <laughs> I just thought the heroin would intensify our sex life. <laughs> yeah. You just had me so excited. I had to help myself out a little bit and make, calm myself down. <laughs> have, you, have you heard stories of guys getting caught, you know, and, and having to kind of talk themselves, talk their way out of it? So, because, you know, it's, a, it's another level of embarrassment now, too. If you're with, again, a woman that doesn't know you're doing this and, you're, and you get caught because you didn't tell them, you weren't honest with them. Like, how do you, how do you cover that up? So I haven't had anybody who... He's, he's told me that actually, and some, some partners are completely fine with it. Some partners, they, they're calling and making the appointments for their husbands. Mm. So, um, it depends on the partner, but some women, you know, the, you kind of have to gauge who your partner is and how important that is. Every man wants to think he's pleasing his woman and every woman wants to believe, you know, that that's the relationship, you know, that they're exciting each other. Yeah. Well, let Miguel know, I already have our Valentine's day promotion. I want to use the old heart on promotion and we can you know <laughs> give away a consultation or something like that and get some guys penises back into play i i, I don't know 
you know, how many guys would openly admit it? I mean, the radio guy side or the podcasting guy side of me thinks, okay, well, if I do, you know, maybe a bit out of this, guys would come out of the woodworks and say, hey, look, and, you know, we're not going to make fun of you, of course, but it's like, this is my problem. I've had one person admit this to me years ago and asked me about the information for New Bertie's Men's Wellness League, um, you know, and I was surprised that he was open about it. And, and, but he was, you know, and, and I thought the way that he explained it was extremely well, like he did it really, really well, you know? So like, if I were to say to somebody on our social media, Hey, are there any guys that need some help with their penis? You know, do you have erectile dysfunction or something? I don't know if anybody would reply back. So I, I really can't say because when they come to me, they're, they're pretty open. So I'll, most men have some degree of, of, of problems. So they're pretty open about having that discussion. I think the more discussion you know, that we have on podcasts like this, um, it, to let men know it's okay to have that discussion, I think it becomes easier and easier for them to access that information. That's why I think it's important. But they, um, I can't really say, I, I think most guys, they, they think that what erectile dysfunction means to them is when it's totally broke and it doesn't work at all anymore. And there's varying degrees of that. It might be, again, that their erections are only 60% as hard as it once was before, you know, or 80%, whatever it was. But they, they don't feel like they have the same quality erection. They may feel like um, they have difficulty getting an erection and once they get there they're okay and there's some people that they're able to get that erection up front but they're not able to maintain it until they reach um, orgasm so there's varying there's different levels of, of, of erectile dysfunction it's important for for them to just know that and to know that there's treatment for those things Nate how you doing you, you're everything okay yeah it's all working great yeah I mean is there any softness or any issues that we should discuss or no no, I don't think so. I don't need it. What was that, Diane? I remember you talking about one time there was like some balloon thing that you could pump up. So you're, you're probably talking about the vacuum erection device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. That? So and that, one, that one's great. That is a treatment for uh, um, both um, erectile dysfunction, but also for length and girth enhancement. So it's... It does exactly what it says. It's a, a device. I encourage it for all men after the age of 25, what, whether they have ED or problems or not, just to improve sexual health. You know, it's an erection is nothing but blood flow. So anything that impairs that blood flow to that penis is, is what hinders that ability to get that full erection. So using the, the erectile, the vacuum pump helps to improve your ability to get blood flow there and improves that quality and helps prevent erectile dysfunction. And, and added benefit is length and girth enhancement. It's, it's, it's gym workout for your penis. Your penis is a muscle. It's, it's you can't, work, it's can't a, work it out at the gym, so that's your gym workout. It's important, Diane, also to make it very clear that, you know, because you've thrown out a bunch of different options of, of what you can do, but there are options for treatment and then there's regenerative, uh, regenerative uh, for for actually fixing it. Fixing um, it, correct. So, yeah. you know, we, you know, we replace we replace every cell in our body once every few months, and you know, as we 
you know, go through things in our life, stressors, as we, if we have health issues, if we're on medicines, uh, whatever the causes are, we have changes also in those cells that are involved in our penis. And that's what can be leading to the actual erectile dysfunction. So there are a couple regenerative medicine is, is, is here. It's it, the, the studies are showing solid evidence that um, you can, uh, you can actually help to regenerate more healthy cells and help to resolve your, your erectile dysfunction and not need to use Viagra or Cialis mm. or injections. So, and those are, those treatments are things like the P-shot mm. that's called a Priapis shot, or it's where we actually, you know, draw some of your own blood and, and then we spin it down and we separate platelets out. And those platelets are rich in growth hormones and those growth hormones are reparative in nature. So when we, um, it, that's a procedure. One time you come in, we inject those um, into that, that corpus cavernosum where that blood engorgement is. And um, it, while you're in the office, it just takes a few minutes. It's not painful, um, you know, other than, you know, it's a, it's a tiny baby needle stick, but it's, 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 most men don't complain about it. Um, we inject that and it helps to regenerate more healthy cells. So it helps to, you know, it's reparative in nature. It's usually, you know, the studies show at, at least a 50% improvement in the in, um, erectile dysfunction for up to a year. Is that one shot? Because I've done the PRP therapy on my shoulder and there are numerous shots. So with the, the, the PRP therapy for your penis, is it just the one shot? Generally, it's one shot and you can have it as, you know, every six to nine months if you need to. But most of the studies show, it, you know, that you have good results for up to a year and uh, it's usually one year. I have most of my patients, they kind of let me know when they start to have symptoms as before it gets as bad as it was. And like one gentleman I have right now, um, he he was almost two years and he was starting to have symptoms. So he came in for his second um, injection and, and he's doing great with just that. Not He's not needing to use by, he was using everything before injections and and. and the um, Viagra, and he's not using. None, he's not needing anything else right now. Wow, Nikki, would you give your man when you find one a trip to Nuberty <laughs> and say, "Hey, here's a pee shot"? If he needed it, if he needed it, I would. You yes. would. I think. That, I think that's the gift that keeps giving. I mean, that's like the sweetest it thing. Is. If your woman was, especially if it was a new relationship, and you've been together for maybe a couple months, and you really liked him, you fell in love with the heart and soul. You know, and then when you get to the bedroom stuff, you're like, it's okay. I can tell there's an issue here. I want to help him because I love him. And you give him the gifts of a penis shot. I think that's beautiful. I would definitely do that. Absolutely. Nate, can you think of a better gift to get? I mean, isn't that just a beautiful thing to do for somebody? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's the perfect prize. It's a pee prize. It's a pee prize. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon, would you be offended if a woman gave you one of these? The erection injections? Yeah, the erection injections. Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would, I, I would, I would like instantly, you know, you morph it to what you want. I would instantly fall in love with that woman. I mean, I'm just, you know, speaking hypothetically. If I were single and that, that kind of, it's like taking soup to a girl you just started dating who got the flu. You know, it's just like the sweetest thing in the world to do. You want to better their health. I mean, I I don't think it's the same as giving someone soup, but it's definitely a good idea. (laughs) It's not the same as soup. (laughs) So outside of the pee shot, you talked about the vacuum erection uh, device, the penile pump, but there's the shockwave therapy uh, as well, right? 
Yeah. Correct. So the shockwave therapy, you know, same kind of shockwaves that they use for, you know, it's non-invasively to break up kidney stones at, you know, it's a different level of shockwave, but same machine. It can be used um, to, for, for treatment options. And those are completely non, uh, non-invasive and non-painful, but you do have to come in usually for a series of those. Um, so you can come in daily once a week, but it's, it's a shockwave therapy that you do for generally for about 10, 10, um, a series of 10 of those. And, and that has, it does the same thing, regenerates those, those um, penile cells and improves overall health. Walk me through it. I come into Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I'm getting my shockwave therapy. And am I, am I, do I lay down and you take something and you go over it? Am I naked or do I stand in front of something? Am I in a specific room? What am I doing? So it's usually upstairs in one of our procedure rooms. And generally we have you put on, it's, it's like, it's, not a full gown because you can leave your clothes on except for your pants, but we have pull-up shorts that have a, a flap up front, almost like a skirt, And um, so that we can pull back the skirt without making you feel uncomfortable, like you're still covered. And usually we put on a, a, a water-based uh, a gel to, just like if you were doing an ultrasound, you just need to accommodate you know, the slide of the, of the wand that, that administers those shock waves. Wow. over that penis yeah that would brandon you have so a question generally a few yeah. minutes it's go ahead gotta, uh so for the the vacuum thing can i just use a regular vacuum or does it need to be like a like a real machine <laughs> a real you know i don't know why don't you try the real vacuum and let me know how they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen how much hair gets caught in a vacuum that could be you brandon <laughs> Why am I bush sucking here? <laughs> I think you probably want to get a device. <laughs> but does uh, Diane? I was going to ask you. So the device, like, does it matter? I mean, they're like better brands or whatever. Because when when I was in high school, me and my f- friends had these penis pumps. Because uh, after Austin Powers came out, they had the the penis pump. So yeah, we got right. these ones from we got these ones from Spencer's, and they were like you know like churning butter. But then I got a, an upgraded one, and it had a motor in it. You just press the button, um, yep. and it seemed to work. But I was always worried that I was going to like break something. Can you do it too long? Well, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of literature out there, and actually, I have patients who've asked me that same question. So the ones that are manual pump, you, you don't have as much control over how much pressure you're using because it really isn't measuring it. But yeah, you can use it. Um, I think the 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 ones with the motor. You just you're able to dial in, you know, a, you know, a more moderate um, level of pressure, so you aren't causing harm to that tissue because you you can't overstretch. And this is, I mean, again, this isn't for people that I mean, it is, but it's not just for guys that have no functioning penis. I mean, this, I mean, we're our conversation is really for, you know, guys in whatever age, forty seven, thirty nine, twenty three that you just want to make it better. You don't want time to catch up with you. Correct. So, yes, it helps to prevent you from developing any kind of erectile dysfunction down the line. The added benefit is um, length and girth enhancement. So, and how we know that, and from the studies, again, my background was in urology, men's health, is that men, whenever they would have any type of procedure on their genitals, if they had... um, 
surgery and they were they formed scar tissue that scar tissue would shorten their penis and wow. the procedure the procedure might have been completely effective but they would be disappointed because now they were a quarter or a half inch shorter in length so in preparation for that surgery we would have that that patient use that a pump that um that vacuum erection pump for eight weeks before surgery to gain a quarter or half inch in length so that if they had scar tissue, they they would offset that loss and they would be happy with those results. And then once that they were healed from that surgery, we would have them resume using that once a day on moderate setting and they would gain an inch in length by one year. Brandon, here's a question for you. You're down visiting Nate in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. He injures both of his hands a la couple weeks ago months ago he has no use of his hands for two three weeks they're in casts you're staying with him it's very gracious for him to let you stay there but he has to pump his penis every day for the time that you're there would you do it for him uh is it the 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 manual pump or is it the electric one i just gotta hit the button and then good to go you know i just sit in the couch and wait 15 minutes and either one either one uh, I'd be more comfortable with the mechanic one, but you know, if you really need his penis pump, like, look, dude, if you don't do it, my penis is going to go inside me and it's going to get lost forever. I'm like, all right, man, I got you. I can do it. <laughs> Suck up my don't, don't, don't look at my eyes, please. Just, please Friend. don't look at my eyes. <laughs> I have kind of a, I think, an interesting question, especially for my listening audience. Um, do you all deal with people that are transgender that have a penis, but it might not work? So in this particular practice, we have, we, we aren't, we, I, we, it's not that we've said no, we just don't, haven't had that population in this practice, but in my past practice, um, where I came from, we did do transgenders and yeah, they, we, we did use the, the pumps with them. I thought you were going to say, you know, my audience, I'm like, who the fuck's your audience? I was like. Oh, no, black, guy, black. Oh, are you going to ask if the black guy's penis is going to fit into the vacuum? <laughs> how do they do no. a reduction? <laughs> how do, how do the black men in my audience not break your equipment? <laughs> Tell me how that works. Is a pesectomy a thing? <laughs> do the needles bend when they go into a black penis? Because I've heard stories about people in my audience. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, all right. And the combination therapy is just a combination of whether it's the PRP shock wave or the, the pump, right? You can do, you know, combination. the studies that are being done right now. Um, there's lots of studies going on with just re- the regenerative medicine is the way of the future. So lots of different studies going on and the most, the highest rate of success and outcome is any combination of those three regenerative, the, the penile pump, that the erection device, um, the, <coughs> the um, uh, PRP or P-Shot and the gains wave. So you could, you know, try two of those or three of those, but the best outcome, according to the studies, are when they use at least two or if not three of those simultaneously. So take this over to, you know, when I first started uh, promoting, endorsing Nuber T, you know, I always thought when I got the copy, there was, you know, a list of things that the testosterone maintenance will do for us guys. And I've proven that it's all true uh, since I've been doing it well over a year. I mean, I look and feel better than, than I ever have in my life, to be honest with you. 
but the longevity was what I always stressed when I was doing the commercials on the radio, I think still for the podcast, is that we want to be around for our family and friends. So that's what the testosterone maintenance, but that kind of comes into play with the erectile dysfunction. How is this bettering not just your sexual health, but your overall health? Again, just like we talked about earlier, in, in that, you know, in making your own testosterone levels, there's there's certain things that you can do to increase your own natural testosterone level. And those things are things that we know and the, the, the obvious ones are going to be eating healthily, making sure that you're doing, you know, keeping up with your, your exercise, your especially cardio, um, blood flow, anything that improves that blood flow. And then, you know, happiness just you know avoiding stressful situations or learning to deal with that stress so keeping that cortisol level down and then sex plays a huge role in that because keeping those testicles that's where we make our testosterone level keeping those testicles those testicles you know working they they, they want to be at work they don't want to be retired how what, what is in your professional opinion the number that men should be having sex per week every other day wow Wow, that's a lot at least twice a week. But every other day has has the best best outcome. What if you're with ladies? Well, what if (laughs) what if you're with a woman? Not saying I am. Actually, my wife is a beast. I mean, she wants it more than I do. Um, Not that I don't love her. It's just uh, you know whatever. But what if you're with? Because some guys have women that just are never in the mood for whatever reason. They don't like them anymore. They just blah blah blah. They're just going through the motion. Okay, but it's important for your health. Is it then okay to say, okay, well, if she's not going to help me live longer, I'll stick around, but I need to go outside the marriage because I got to do this for my health. Or masturbation. Or nice masturbation, try. yeah. Nice, mean, nice try. try. Should, like if I'm a guy mm-hmm. and I'm married to a miserable woman that doesn't <laughs> want to have sex with me, but you're staying together because the kids got three years left of school before they graduate, I'm probably strained. No, you're not. Not me personally, but if I were, if I were utilized outside of masturbation, what's another option? She just said you can get a pump and put it in, put it in a little pump and pump it. She she was listening. I I could have a beautiful baby or I could go go to the pump. I mean, come on guys. Go to the pump. No, I'm not going to the pump. I'm going to the beautiful baby. You exposing being a cheater. Now you're just out here wild. No, I'm I'm not exposing being a cheater. I'm just saying if you look at it from a necessity standpoint, a scientific medical standpoint, you know, it's like if you're married to someone and they say you can't eat or I'm not going to feed you for every other day, you're going to go outside the marriage and get food. You know, it's the, the, the listen to I'm listening to Diane Spiva from Newberry. Listen to what she's saying. She's saying it is a necessity to get your testicles going Twi- twice a week at least. With the with the erection, a penile re- vacuum erection device, <laughs> or mm-hmm. masturbation. Yeah, or masturbation. Or. Or, Either or. or, not another woman. Or beautiful babies. No. <laughs> or a hole in a truck stop bathroom, you know, no, whatever works. Is, is it really cheating if you can't see him? Or, yeah, or a hot tub jet. It's just, you know, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let me mention this to everybody. Um, if you uh, want to get started on your journey, not only for the your sexual health, guys, but, you know, the testosterone maintenance that I talk about, medical weight loss, 
you know, so on and so forth. They've got everything. They can customize it, personalize it to your needs, but it starts with you reaching out and scheduling a call. And you can do that very easily at menswellnessleague.com. Now, I do understand Nuberty's Men's Wellness League is in Sandy Springs, Georgia. We have people that listen outside. You still can call and ask for some advice. And if you could make the trip, I'm sure that they can help you virtually. I think we've discussed that before, Diane. You mm-hmm. could do some stuff yep. virtually, right? Yes, um, we are. So for a limited time, Nuberty is offering a full wellness combine for only $99. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail, which is valued about 150 bucks, but you've got to mention the show's name. you got to say, you heard this deal from the, the BS podcast, the Bailey Show podcast, Bailey, whatever, uh, in order to get that deal. I go and get the vitamin cocktail usually about every four to six months. It's phenomenal, uh, especially right after COVID. I went in there, you know, because I was like, all right, I gotta get all these nutrients back in my body. Uh, so you'll get a full body detailed assessment and analysis, uh, same day lab results, which is great. You're not waiting for days to get this stuff. It's almost like before you leave, you're going to know everything you need to know. And again, that's only $99 because of this deal. It's for a limited time men's wellness league.com. That's where you need to go. So usually we have a nice rush of two percenters that go in and Uber T after Diane comes on. Yes. Uh, Brandon. Uh, yeah, one quick question. Are those pills at the gas station safe? Do they do anything, or should I worry about my penis falling off if I take those? <laughs> so I get a lot of those questions from online, and those, those I, I heard they work, but they're not, they're not studied, so there's no FDA um, approval, so I can't tell you whether or not you'll have you, – they may be work for you, they may not – but I can't tell you whether they're safe for you in the short term or the long term. I heard they make you grow a Middle Eastern penis. <laughs> Usually by the time you end up spending money on those things, you, you could have gotten something that was FDA approved from, mm. that it works for you better anyway. And it's just safer for you. Yeah. They call it a Dickistan. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. You just <laughs> grow one of those. Uh, or it looks like a bumblebee. <laughs> Nate, do you have any uh, questions for Diane before we let her go? Yeah, real quick with the testosterone maintenance. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's just in the title, but is this a, a thing that you'd have to do forever or is it something that over time your body will learn to produce more testosterone? So that's, probably, that's a good question. And so that's, that's commonly asked. I mean, my question, my answer always is I don't know whether you'll need to be on it the rest of your life. You won't need to be on it. It's certainly not addictive. It doesn't make you require to be on it, but um you know, if you're doing those things that are make you become more healthy and you're able to improve your own testosterone production, no, you can come off of that quite safely. But, but most guys, once they get on it, you know, you know, they see the benefit of that. Mm. And that benefit is, you know, having more energy, being able to um, go out and work out and recover from that and get back to the gym the next day. So it just, it just makes them feel better overall yeah i mean nate you could probably relate to this because you're like a gym rat like myself um it it, once you get to a certain point you don't want to let that go and i when i lost all my weight i mean this was 10 years ago i got down to like 189 which was way too low for my body type you know i look like an alien right and you know i put a couple i wanted to put some weight back on some good weight muscle weight i couldn't put muscle back on to save my life it was the oddest thing. And I was stuck at that like 192, 193. I felt like a weakling. I felt like I could get pushed over in the wind. 
I mean, I just didn't feel right for a very long time. And I'm still going to the gym and I'm doing cardio, playing tennis and all this stuff. Could not put on any muscle. I started the testosterone maintenance. I'm sitting at about 212. And I think since I've started, I've put on 11, 12, 13 pounds of muscle since then. And I mean, you know, like with me, it's either... I'm going to have a little bit of a belly, big arms, or I'm going to have no arms and a little less of a belly. My wife loves the big arms, and she's like, that's fine with it. So um, it's it's great. You probably also are curious, like, okay, if I can't get to Nuberti and I'm in Mexico, can I go to the pharmacia? Is there something that I can do there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I don't so. Know. <laughs> Diane probably doesn't know either because, uh, yeah, who knows what's in there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it would be the same thing as something online. You know, what they sell there, I can't really tell you whether it's the same quality or not. So I, I can't safely recommend it. Oh, you should bring back some of those metabolic steroids that they sell at the pharmacy with those jacked up dudes and have Diane, you know, go through the pill, see what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'll bring them back. Uh, Nikki, question for Diane. Where are you done? Is the shockwave therapy a device that you can take home and do, or you have to get it done at the facility? We have the device there. They do have some that you can buy online. I don't know about the quality of them. Um, I've looked online. They, they all look a little bit different. But um, the one we have, I think, is, uh, is you know, it's, it's commercial grade, so I think it, it probably offers probably a superior service, but I can't really guarantee that. Uh, are you familiar with Hunanashi shockwave therapy on Amazon? <laughs> no, I can't say I've ever. <laughs> I know they have some in little wow. cute little cases that you can keep in your glove box. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, if you did, that's a good question, by the way, if you, if you looked on Amazon, they go like, there's some on the $200 range and then you keep scrolling and then it gets to like $2,500. When there's that big of a difference for one item, I question it. Yeah, right. As <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, you should. <laughs> if there's that big of a money gap between the two, then there's that big of a, you know, function gap. Uh, or there's just a functionality question in general for anything that you could buy like that. That's like saying you're going to buy your own EKG off Amazon. You know, that's true. Like, how good is it really going to be? You're on the MRI machine. <laughs> you're on CAT scan. Like you're by, you set up a little mini hospital in the back, just waiting for the end of the world. Uh, all right, menswellnessleague.com. Diane Spiva, as always, uh, we appreciate it. And we're going to have Diane on, uh, I think the plan is at least once a month. So if you have any, you know, questions regarding the, men's health, you know, and, and again, women, I don't want to isolate you from any of these conversations, but think about your dude that you're with, uh, and how you can make their health better and the struggles that you might be having. And for guys, I think this is a great opportunity for you to reach out to us in confidence, um, with any questions you might have for Diane next time. Cause I think that would be a, a good thing to do, but also any topic conversations that's, you know, you're struggling with, or you just need more information and that we could do an episode on, but you can do all that by going to podcastthebs.com and reaching out to us either on social media or, or email the Bailey show podcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for your time, Diane. It was good to see you and I'll see you next time I'm in. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. It was good talking to y'all. I appreciate you. Bye. Hold up. 
Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. You want to know when the best time to upgrade your house? Always. Always a good idea. It's great for your property value, especially if you're in the business of trying to sell it right now. And definitely the kitchen and definitely the bath. UCI Kitchen and Bath, that's where you need to be. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator plus installer for the past 20 years. Extremely fair prices, quality of work, excellent service, uh, sets them apart from their competitors in their industry, which is a busy, busy industry. So if you want to visit the showroom located in Norcross, Georgia, right there, you can see their cabinets, you can see the granite, you can see the countertops, you can see the quartz, you can see the marble, you can see the quartzite, and you can watch them cut it there too. It's a one-stop shop as UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides the installation on whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular priced countertops. So, save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular priced countertops. UCIGranite.com. David Hawks, owner of Rockland Contracting, would like to thank all of you two percenters for making this year such an amazing year for his business. Veteran-owned, established in 2009, David Hawks is slammed, all because of YouTube percenters. Specializing in deck design and build, also basement remodel, new HVAC installation, uh, interior and exterior painting as well. So, with Rockland Contracting so busy because of you, they're taking appointments for next year. Get a hold of them, 678-879-3867, 678-879-3867, or rocklandcontractingllc.com. He's also looking for anyone that needs a job. $20 an hour is where you start. Previous experience, like deck building or framing, a must so you can get a hold of David Hawks, 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating Create Graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Big thanks to Mac Development Group. If uh, you're looking to build your dream cabin or mountain home, that's in Western North Carolina is where they do their builds. Let them be your one-stop shop. Currently taking full-time builds, booking for full-time. Their team will handle everything from you, uh, for you, for your, from your land acquisition, design, general contracting, and building. It's pretty cool. I've got a couple friends that are doing that. Before I met Mac Development Group, they're like, it's just a pain in the ass. Just think about like five different contractors that you have to deal with. Uh, if you're in that world, MacDevelopment.com, M-A-C-K, development.com. I, uh, I, I, post, I, I posted a screenshot 
the other week of, uh, I don't know if this is the best move politically for me, but I posted a screenshot of uh, a, a, a question or a post that was from a, a guy in the, the radio industry. Um, and I didn't want to comment on his thread. I just wanted to make my own comment on my own page, you know, based off of what he originally posted. And the the post originally from him was, and this is what he does. He like, they'll, they'll do surveys and they'll ask questions and they geek out over the industry. And, and I'm a radio nerd. I'm a radio geek. I'm becoming a podcasting nerd, a podcasting geek. Cause I like how numbers work. I like how people tick. I like how things function. I like learning new things and I like educating myself to ways to beat the system, you know? So I want to win. I've won in radio numerous times. I want to win in podcasting. I almost think podcast, actually, I will say podcasting is a lot, is a lot harder to win at than radio because there's only so many options for the terrestrial radio listener. And you automatically, by default, if you're on a rock station, you have the men 2554. Now it's your job to entertain them and make them like you. And if you don't, that's your fault. But you automatically have an audience. The podcasting world, you don't automatically have an audience. You have to gain an audience and you have millions and millions of people out there in the World Wide web world, you know, just floating around, you know, how do you get them? Uh, one of the answers that I've come to realize is you get them by utilizing the people that are already there. You guys, your two percenters, you help us get more people, you know, because it's one big community podcasting, the camaraderie and podcasting overshadows the po- the camaraderie in radio tenfold without a doubt <laughs> without a doubt Agreed. you know especially the talent that or the content creators us we're all in this together you know there's a few that i've met that have been a little standoffish and kind of dicks and i'm like you know go fuck yourself uh but for the most part everybody's cool radio's not that way radio's a bunch of ego driven self-serving terrified they're gonna lose their job want to be thinking they're better than what they are people for the most part, 90% of them, the other 10%, not so much. Would you agree? Oh yeah. 100%. And it's kind of like you said, and I, we've all said before, it's kind of like the breweries where they, they're in the same business, but they're helping. They like to help each other out and do collaborations and stuff. It's like that with podcasting podcasters seem to, have no problem promoting each other because it's not all the exact same product where in radio it's like they feel like it's direct competition even if they're in another state or something nobody wants to like support each other it seems like yeah you've learned that when you're doing the live streams too probably yeah absolutely there's people that come and they want to support and they want to see you grow and then there's people that look at you as competition so they're gonna not come to your stream or they're not going to support and they could be people that you go and support their stream so yeah. well i mean really all you have to say is in the in the podcasting or in the streaming world you have an option for people to donate money to you <laughs> and nikki has had a lot of people donate money to her for her content yes when have you ever heard of a listener in the radio world donating money to the radio show <laughs> because they enjoyed what they heard that day? <laughs> I've been doing Even it for if almost, it was an option. We wouldn't be allowed to do it. <laughs> I, I've been doing it for almost 30 years and I don't think I've ever gotten a donation for my hard work. 
<laughs> well, I think so. That's when listeners give us like Christmas gifts and things like that that they can contribute. That's why they do it. I know. You know what I'm saying though. Yeah. Like with the, the the option to nobody's called me. I'm saying, hey, dude, I want to give you a hundred bucks. That bit was really really good. Yeah. <laughs> So the post originally was, what will radio do when listeners no longer turn the radio on for music? Uh, There's a guy in the business by the name of Fred Jacobs. Uh, He's credited with creating the classic rock format. He's been in the business forever. He's very, very intelligent. Uh, uh, Media, radio, TV, you name it. The guy just knows everything there is to know about everything. Um and uh, he does a lot of research for radio. He has these surveys that he does, and, and they're they're all very interesting. And it's funny because this is not where I got the post, by the way. the The surveys that he does, a lot, the main ones that come out are usually, you know, what do radio listeners want? And they always come out that they want personalities and not music. And, and and nobody ever does anything about them. But when there's a survey that he does that benefits the program director, director or the market manager, like uh, something that they're trying to push, they will shove these fucking surveys down your throat. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's the gospel, but they don't look at all the surveys. It's a, it's the most fascinating, the funniest thing in the world to me that they like, like we don't realize what they're doing. Anyway, Jake, uh, Fred Jacobs last tech a study showed how personalities have eclipsed music as their top reason for listening. And this is a growing trend. So the question is, what will radio do? I wrote this long diatribe on my personal page and about my thoughts on it. And without reading exactly what I said, it was pretty much radio's killing itself. Stuff that I've said before, you have people in the business that'll swallow for half the paycheck that I'm asking for, for my talent. You know, you, you have ego driven radio stations that are solely based off of one person in one position that they think that their way is the best way without incorporating their team of people. They surround themselves with yes men, you know, and, and, and anybody in the business will tell you the same exact thing. You know, I mean, people in the bit, it's funny because I posted it and afterwards, and I got, I got a good few responses, but mainly from people not in the business with the exception of a few. And then I was like, man, I think I came across as like crying over spilled milk. (laughs) And I was like, I'm, I, I, have I turned into the bitter, I'm not in radio guy anymore, which I'm not. It's just, I care. There's a difference. Like, I, would I ever go back to radio? Sure. Could I go back to radio? Sure. I, I, my daughter's got a year left in high school, so I, I've got no plans to, to go anywhere. You know, I, I'm not going to pull her out of her senior year of high school. You know, I, I, I can survive. I can live off of what we're doing and other things that I'm doing. I, I don't need that. What I did when I was younger in radio, the quote unquote fame. I don't need people to know who I am. That's, you know, I, I grew out of that in my 20s. Uh, that's, that's, that hasn't been my shtick for years. I'm fine with that. So the question is, what will radio do? Nate, your answer to that would be what? I don't know. I feel like that it's, it's kind of already happened. Uh, I mean, not a hundred percent, but I don't think people go to radio for music or new music anymore. They go to streaming. Like, like, I guess the survey says, um, just 
the they go for the personalities, which is kind of what you do for a lot of things. Um, it, it's almost the music has became background, and I don't know what radio is going to do. I think they're trying to do it now, which is get into the podcast podcasting world. But you know, as uh, on par for radio, it might be a little too little too late. Nikki. Uh, I honestly have no idea what they're going to do either because it doesn't seem to me as if they care about catering to personalities because I still always heard music, this music, this music, that. So I, I want to think that just out of habit, people will still keep turning on the radio, but I honestly have no idea. Radio will never die. Trisha radio will never die. Um, it's just, I think it will. It, you think, you think it'll, I think it can definitely. Really? Nobody that I know listens to the radio. Even when I was on the radio, my own friends still very rarely would even turn it on just to to be like, oh, my friend's on the radio. They don't care. Hmm. Yeah, I I just think the future is not not that like the idea of radio like shows and, you know, kind of like I guess what we're doing. But um, I I think I was listening to a podcast or the interview with a guy that. Um, I can't remember who he worked for, but he was one of the early, early guys in the internet and, uh, and just the technology, he's watched the technology change for the last 40 years. And he was just saying how there's these older technologies that they will either die or they will adapt. And he said the, the movement now with any kind of media or technology, it's all moving to the internet. And he he actually mentioned radio and he's like, I think in the future it will just all be on the internet. There will not be towers and signals and stuff like that. It might still be like a station, but it's all going to be through an app. And I think you've said that before too. So yeah. So I don't think that there will be over the air radio, you know, who knows when in the future, but it will move to the internet. Well, think about what Apple did when they, released the iPod three, two, maybe even two, like the first, um, the first mini iPod I remember had a tuner in it and I was very excited about it because I didn't use it to listen to the radio, but I used it when I went to LA fitness to watch television. (laughs) So I could turn (laughs) into the free LA fitness has the frequency on the TVs. I was like, Oh shit, there's a tuner on my iPod. I was like, this is cool. Not thinking about, I mean, this was years and years and years ago, not thinking about what the future was going to hold for, for the industry and technology and stuff. Apple killed radio. I mean, they really, really did. They didn't allow you to listen to the radio via frequency on your phone, on an iPad, on an iPod, or whatever the case may be. So they pushed their music, their streaming music. And now there's numerous streaming uh, apps and, and platforms out there to, to get your music. Uh, I would think the, the one thing that would kill radio, uh, is, and I, I agree, and I have said that before, I think in the next 10 years, it'll all just be app-driven. You know, I think iHeart is way ahead of the curve on that one, but it'll all be app driven. I don't know what they'll do with the frequencies. Maybe vehicles where most people listen to the radio, uh, like a majority of people listen to the radio, they might not even offer the option to listen to radio in a car at at a certain point. I mean, cars now don't even come with CD players. They definitely don't come with cassette players. So it's just the evolution of that. It'll be like phones that have evolved, like you were saying, out of the having a tuner in your phone, and then uh, we lost the um, like the the headphone jack, and it, it just eventually. I think it'll eventually just kind of cycle itself out because uh, it, it really probably in I mean in a hundred years or who who knows how long it's going to sound crazy to these people who are like 
you mean you had to live in the general vicinity of where the station was just to hear it? That sounds insane. You know, it sounds insane to people probably in the future, but it's something we deal with now, but I feel like it could be cycled out the, uh, eventually. I think the two biggest issues that radio has to, to overcome is not realizing that we live in a, in, in an entertainment world of on demand. Uh, people don't have time to sit through four hour radio shows and they try to cookie cutter these radio shows. Trust me, I've driven the, <laughs> I've driven the boat on many of them. And, and, and I've been in those meetings where they're like repurpose your audio because you have a, a, a new audience and this and this and that. Not that I totally disagree with them, but you also have the same audience, which they're not catering to. So that same audience that is listening to you for an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes is going to go, I just fucking heard this. Why would I continue to listen? So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. They think they're all these creative minds with repurposing audio. Take your good stuff from the six o'clock and play it in the eight o'clock. You know, don't work this hard. You know, they try to pawn it off. You're working too hard. A radio show, if you're going to do a four hour radio show and you can't provide four hours of new fresh content during that, that time, then you shouldn't be on a radio show. If you, after three days of planning a, a morning show that you think you could do, you throw your hands up in the air and you go, I can't plan these shows anymore. I just, it's just too much work. You should not be in the business of, of being a radio personality, be a DJ and talk up your music. That's fine. But if you can't creatively come up with new, fresh content, four hours a day, five days a week, then you should not be a radio personality. And there are some good ones out there that are out of work. Because they worked too hard. The problem is radio shows are too long. Make them two hours, you know, especially morning drive. No one's in their car for longer than two hours. You know, put it from seven to nine. Have another show from five to seven. Have another show from nine to 11. You know, give people uh, the variety. You know, that's why podcasting and the, and, the, and the personalities in this world are doing so well is because, you know, yeah, we might do an hour-long podcast. You know, I know Monday and Fridays, collectively, they're about three hours long, and that's long. But you can pause it. You can come back. You can listen to it. I do them this long on Monday and Fridays because that's how I want to do them. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm built to do. But I purposely make the ones in the middle shorter. That's, that's be, you know, on purpose. But the Monday and Fridays, we get the most plays, the most downloads on. More people are listening to those than any other episode that we provide. So it must be doing yeah. something right for those. Yeah, it's like the difference between how TV used to be and streaming or, or DVR or whatever now. Rarely do you watch a show live while it's on. You you Like you with Netflix, um, you'll, you'll watch a show, you pause it, and you finish it the next night or something. So that time shifting is, is a thing, and it's going to happen to radio soon. Did you see my post that I made off of this? I did. I saw the um, the original one, but I didn't see your post post about did you, it. Did you see it, Nikki? I saw it. Did you think I, it sounded like I was crying over spilled milk? Yes, it did. I know. <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> it did. It did. I didn't see it, but I know you're I just mean, passionate about it. But yeah, but you have room to talk actually because you've done both. A lot of people have done one or the other, so they can't really speak on on both sides of it. But you have. So if somebody, you know takes it the wrong way. It's just them not knowing, I would assume. Well, one one person who's in the business replied back and, you know, hang in there. Things will work out. <laughs> and that irritated the fuck out of me. And I'm like, hang in there. Why? I read that. <laughs> I go, I, I'm thinking, I'm like, I love you to death, the person. I, I really do. I like this person. 
but I'm fine. You know, this has nothing to do with finances or getting a job or wanting a job or this and this and that. You know, it's nothing to do with that. It's just me speaking my mind. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. Well, maybe I'm a little angry, but I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter. I'm not crying over spilled milk. And then somebody else who's not in the radio business, but in the music business, made a, a long comment about evolving and this and this, almost like, hey, another one, hang in there, man. That wasn't my intentions of saying, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm doing this from my basement. I make my own schedule. I'm having a good time. I'm doing great. <laughs> and oh and you're like, in, a lot of people that would maybe be like that were would not be able to go back to like, look, there's people that are bitter that got, you know, kind of booted out of radio and just never went back. Like you could go back at any time, you know, you're just choosing not to like, you could get a job anywhere with like the talents you have. Um, but you're just doing what you want to do on your own time. So, I mean, they just don't get it. Yeah. And, and almost right after I had posted that I, I'd received a call from somebody very important in the business or a text message, actually asking, you know, about a couple different things. And, the, and the, the the post came up, and uh, and they, they actually agreed with me, but they didn't they didn't you know they didn't say anything publicly. It was funny because I got a couple messages from people privately about that. Even some of the shows that we've done, especially after I got fired, and some of the comments that I've made, I'll get I'll get I'll get people contacting me personally, either on text or private message or even a phone call, but they won't do it publicly. And I asked Rach after I posted it, I said, uh, I go, I really shot myself in the foot. If people think I'm difficult to work with or, you know, a liability to hire after reading that, they're definitely going to think I'm a liability. Right. And she's like, fuck them. She's like, if they don't see that you're passionate about what you do and you say these things and you tell the truth because you care, then you don't want to work with them. She was like, I got to tell you, you are a totally changed man since you started doing this podcast versus being on the radio show, you were miserable and you worked your ass off, you know, and, uh, and, and you still work your ass off, but you enjoy it and you take time out for everybody. You come up, you know, you take a break and you know, when you got to work, you got to work, but when you don't, you don't, I mean, she's like, I don't ever want you to go back to be honest with you. And I was like, the paycheck was pretty damn good. She's like, fuck the paycheck. <laughs> I was like, you're not supposed to say these things to me. You're supposed to say different things to me. You're supposed to be mad at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's not how she is, not how she ticks. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't want to come across like that. No, just maybe just a little bit. You know, like I said, to people on the outside looking in, that's probably what they were thinking. Yeah, well, fuck them. Right. But yeah, a lot of right. them are in denial, you know, just in that group, the, the radio group, there's some people I'm just like, are you guys just all lying to yourselves? It's like some big conspiracy where everyone's just like, if we all just tell each other we're, we're going to be okay, you know, everything will stay the same. So you got to adapt. You just like look at Facebook or whatever. If they just sat on, on their haunches and did nothing, they wouldn't be who they are today. They are who they are because they continuously change and add features and adapt and, and change with the, the current climate and there's other industries just don't do that. Well, that's another thing that bothers me about the radio industry is that nobody wants to say that's what's on their mind. You know, there's one person in particular that posts a weekly newsletter or a blog and every response is great read and uh, so on point and this and that. Now this person that posts this, I love this man more than life itself. And I would give, I'd put my body in front of a bullet for this man, 
but I don't always necessarily agree with the things that he says. And I have the right not to agree with them, you know, and you should, I mean, that's the, the tree of Liberty should be shaken from time to time. Right. So why wouldn't you do it? But no, everyone kisses the ass and sucks on that teat. And I brought it up to him before. I'm like, doesn't this get tiring after a while of all these people sucking your dick? And, uh, you know, it's, but speak your mind, say what, you know, you can't fix a problem unless you tell people what the problem is. And the problem might not be a problem if you talk about it and you're like, well, no, this is the solution. But radio people don't do that. They, 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 they don't, they don't discuss these conversations. They don't let you in on the problems behind the scenes. And, you know, everything is fine and everything's good. There's only a problem when there's a problem. And when there's a problem, a knee jerk reaction takes place. Um, and, and that's not how you solve problems. You know, if there were a problem amongst us on this show or something, whatever, I would bring it up and say, guys, we have a major issue. We've lost all of our subscribers, but five. We have a problem. What are we doing wrong? We have not, but what are we doing wrong? You know, it's like, is it the content? Is there something something wrong with Spotify? <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going on? We would have to evolve. We would have to f- figure out what the problem is and change it. You know, not throw in the towel, just change, just tweak, evolve. Yeah, but everyone just wants to, they're like prisoners of war. It's like they just want to blow smoke up each other's at Like, we're all going to be okay. You know, we're not going to do anything different. We're just going to sit here and hope it changes. Um, but you can't do that. You got to you gotta address it like you're saying. God, that bothers me that you said that, Nikki. You <laughs> asked me. I know, but that's like a time when you lie. You said it first. I know, I did, but and that's when the right. time you correct me. But no, I don't always have to be right. You know that. You don't. Oh, you're not always right. I am. This time you are. I know. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to be right that time. <laughs> I should be able to pick and choose when I want to be right. <laughs> I don't want to be right. Uh, Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Podcast Imports Two. It is coming. I promise you. Every day there are advancements on the big event. Uh, I should hopefully be able to tell you something later this week with more definite details. Uh, we definitely, within the next couple of weeks, should be able to go on sale. So we just have a... And the reason why I was pushed back with some logistic issue, logistical issues out of our control, but it was almost better, and I'm not lying, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Originally, I wanted to do the way do it the way that it's going to be done now, but... We, for some reason, decided to do it differently, but I'm glad that way is not happening. We just have to wait a little bit longer, and it's going to be a fucking party and a half. It is going to be the biggest blowout, the biggest party. There's going to be a reason, numerous reasons, for you to be there. And uh, you will get your money's worth uh, times a million. I promise you that. This is going to be fun. A lot of fun. Uh, so you can make sure you, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get that information probably before we go on the podcast, uh, just because, you know, we're recording all that stuff. Uh, all of our social media is up there. Please, you know, subscribe to our YouTube. That's free as well. Twitter, TikTok is big with us. Facebook is big with us. Uh, if you could like those. I mean, I know not all of you do it. I don't know why. It takes two seconds. Please. Uh, I'd highly appreciate it. Also, our merch shop. Is I don't do we need to put up some new logos or something like when we launched that merch shop it was on fire and it's been a minute since somebody bought like every once in a while a, a shirt will trickle in a hoodie will trickle in or something like that do do we have to tweak something do we have to evolve in our merch shop do we have to do something 
Like a yeah, well, limited I think like, time like do sh- something? Well, like the shows, you know, we've kind of kept the same shows for a while. So I think everybody has their, their merch for that. But yeah, this is my, my bad. I need to get on making some new designs and stuff. I just had my, I was out with my hands for a while. And um, so, yeah, I'll get on making some new shirts. Maybe, maybe like we should start doing limited edition, you know, for oh, a, yeah. for a limited time, you know, something that from the show, you know, or, or from a guest and we put that out there. Yeah. yeah. Like the JBA snacks one. The, the what one? The J Bay snacks for your birthday. Yeah. That was a limited edition birthday shirt. Oh God, and I hate you for that. Did you take that off? No, it's oh. limited for just these three years. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate that shirt. <laughs> so pissed that you did. I hate that picture. I remember when <laughs> I remember when that picture was taken. That was sixth grade. That was the outfit. Like I had three or four new outfits in sixth grade. And this was when I started to be stylish, believe it or not. <laughs> and that picture, in particularly that picture, I just, I want, a buddy of mine by the name of Brian Clusters uh, had gotten, or it was this Daniel, Daniel guy. They, they got tips, like their tips frosted. That was like a thing. So I went to, to, the, to the person that cut my hair. I was like, I want my, my, I want this blonde, you know, tips. I didn't know what I was talking about. So they put like sun in or something in my hair, and I came out with red hair. Like the, the, nothing was frosted. Nothing. It was, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, you know, you're a kid, so you don't. You're not getting mad. You're like, I, I don't know what's going on right now. And I go home. My mom's like, What the fuck happened to you? Because <laughs> I would ride my bike to go get my hair cut across the street. She's like, What the fuck did you ask him to do? I was like, I asked him to do what Brian's got, and and she was like, Oh, they messed that up. <laughs> So, so that was the hair issue, the not having any sun color in my skin. That's whatever. I can't help you there. Being the fat kid, can't help you there. I was just me in sixth grade. The outfit itself, you can't see the whole outfit, but it was a pair of white bugle boy pants. They weren't jeans. They were pants and they were like a thick white material. And when you did the California roll at the bottom, there was uh, a gray, dark gray pattern of like uh, tiki stuff. And, and then it came with white suspenders. And I had the white suspenders up over a button up, short sleeve, teal blue OP shirt. I don't think that one was a guess. Everything, everything else was best, uh, not best by Bugle Boy and Guess. And I still had some OP stuff left over. And, and then I wore boat shoes with no socks. With the, the strings tied at the end, you know, the little string thing tied that at the end. That's yeah. so stylish. So, oh, you have no idea. That would have been 1986. Mm. Yeah. That would have been, yeah, wow. That would have been 86. Yeah. My wife's saying she was two. I was four. Yeah. So you were four. <laughs> I was three. <laughs> it was three. <laughs> And, and, and I hate that picture, but that was one of my outfits. That was one of my like three or four outfits to be cool. My cool outfit. I was actually looking for another picture. I just couldn't find it, but I was looking for that one and it's you. And I don't know if it's like a brother or a cousin or something. And you're standing in a, in a driveway and you have like those like 70s shorty shorts on, doing I think. And yeah. You're going like that. I was looking for that one, but I couldn't find it. Who am I with, Rach? That picture that you love that I'm like, eh. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was my grandmother. 
Oh, uh, I'm the one I'm thinking. I thought like one of you had a basketball or something, and you were standing in a <laughs> like a driveway. I don't know. I don't but, know. Yeah, that that was the one I was looking for. I was I was I was at that time in my life. I was very much. There was the first time that I was influenced by my friends. And I got I, I got in with a new group at like this new middle school that I was going to. Um, no, hold on, I wasn't in sixth grade. No, 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 no. This goes back farther than that. I because in sixth grade I was in Sarasota, so this was. No, this was, was in, this was in Naples. There's no doubt that that was in Naples, but this was before. This might have been the first half of sixth grade. Or the tail end of fifth grade. But at that time, I started to become influenced. I would get in with the cool kids. And they were wearing cool clothes. They weren't trying hard to be cool. They were just cool. I had to try hard to be cool. Because I just never thought I was cool. So I'd hang out with these guys and I'd see what they were wearing. And I was wearing these fucking short-ass corduroy OP shorts with these socks that I yanked up to my knees because that's how I thought you always warm because that's how my brother warm from the seventies. And you know, my shirt was always tucked in because that's what my mother always told me to do. And I was a mess, right? I was a horrible mess. So then I started, I remember telling my mom, I was like, Hey, I need to dress stylish. And she actually got excited about it. So she took me to Burdines, which is now Macy's. And, uh, we went and just bought a bunch of clothes, you know, in the cool clothes section, all guests, Guess and Body Glove and Bugle Boy and Z Cavaricci. Those were like, those were the go-tos at the time. And I came into school dressed, you know, like fucking Mr. GQ, Mac Daddy, you know, walking in, just all influenced and stuff. That's why it's like my daughter right now has got a new boyfriend and she's being influenced by him, not in a negative way, but just being influenced by him. Like he's a good old boy, South Georgia boy, and he's into country music. She's never really been into country music. She likes her top or pop music. You know, she even likes her rap music. And so now all she's listening to is country music. She wants to go to country music concerts with them and stuff like that. And I was telling Rachel the other day about this. I'm like, just got to keep an eye on it. You know, there's nothing wrong with being influenced by your peers, but you have to be careful, especially when a guy's influencing, influencing a woman that it doesn't become controlling. That's what I'm worried about. Mm, yeah. What, why, what would give you controlling vibes, though, versus her just trying to do something that he relates with? So a controlling guy will not budge on what they like for, you know, young younger guys usually. Well, even older guys, I guess. But this is kind of how in my head I'm picturing it. He's not going to budge on what he likes. He likes what he likes. If you want to be with him, then you're going to have to like what he likes. And if you don't, then he's going to come across by saying like, you know, hey, look, I don't necessarily need to be with you, want to be with you because you don't like what I like. That's where it becomes controlling. I think you're missing it because Queen Bees rules the world. I know we like to think that, and she is. She's very independent, and she does. But I've noticed something different with this boy where she likes him extra special. So she actually likes him? Yeah, she likes him a lot. He might last a minute. Yeah, so so that, Nate, does this make any sense? Yeah, totally. And especially like, you know, Ariel's super sweet. She's not like that 
type A personality where she's going to like yell at everybody and tell them what to do and everything. She, she's kind of, she's very chill and go with the flow. So you don't want her to go too much with the flow, still be a little bit of herself, but it's okay to, you know, learn new things and get into new music genres. But I get what you're saying. You don't want it to go too far. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it my whole entire life with my mother. My mother was like a chameleon. Mine too. She would change with every dick in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> every stepdad that she had, or I had, every husband, you know, which was only two, but she did date guys in between. I mean, this goes back to when I was like two or three years old. Yeah. Like the, the guys that she were, I remember this guy that she used to date when I was like three, I think. His name was Pat. And he had this creepy porn mustache. Now you got to remember, this would have been 1978. And he smoked cigarettes inside of our house, Marlboro lights. And it was just filled with smoke. And as a kid, I was allergic to it. I would sneeze all the time. She didn't give a fuck. (laughs) She just didn't give a fuck. And I remember one night she, she, for whatever reason, she said for him to give me a bath. And so he takes me upstairs to, to the, yeah, isn't that weird? So he takes me upstairs to the, the, the bathroom to take a bath. And I didn't want to do it because it was weird that I didn't know him. Three, and he puts me in the bathtub with scalding hot water. Oh, and I was freaking out. I'm screaming and crying. He's like yelling at me. He's cussing at me, and this and this and that. So I like I just like fucking toughed it out and got it. And I think I told my mom, and she was like, "Oh, it probably wasn't as bad as you thought it was." <laughs> like what the maybe fuck? Maybe she just really liked him, huh? Maybe she just really liked him. Yeah, maybe you, baby, can't keep coming in because Nate can't hear you. So you're you're talking over a little bit. Um, so. The, the influential stuff that I saw from my mom, it kind of always s- sits with me of she changed, which was detrimental to me. You know, she would become a different person when she was around these men. Uh, and, and I don't think she needed to do that. Like, I think she would have, the first one was a lost cause because he was abusive. But the second one, Dom was actually a good guy. But I think she changed too much for him where he was like, what the fuck are you? Where's the the fun chick that I met when we first started going out? Right. You lose your originality. My mom dated this guy who his family was into the church. And I can remember the first time we went with them to church. She got up and sung a solo and she can't even sing. She sounded horrible. (laughs) And everyone's cheering her on. And she's like, like she's a first lady. And I'm like, you don't even go to church. What are you doing in here? (laughs) Then she marries a guy and she's, starts drinking like a fish and, and all of a sudden she's in a football. I'm like, you don't even watch football. Yeah. It's, you know, th- that's the drastic stuff that I worry about. <laughs> and my mother was controlled by these men because they had money and she did not. She had zero skills. She is a survivor, but couldn't survive. You know, I mean, she's now got two children. Uh, one's older, almost 18. And in those days when you were 18, you were cut off. It's like, you know, you're, you, you, you have my backing until you're 18, but outside of that, you're fucked. You better get a job. Start paying for your own shit. Because remember, you didn't have all those bills that you have now. You didn't have a cell phone bill. You didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, those are the times are a little bit different. So that's what I'm worried about with this. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's good influences or change and influences, and there's bad. You know, if she's listening to country music now, that's fine. You don't want her to start smoking cigarettes or, you know, chugging vodka or something like that. So... I think the music is okay. You just got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Well, if I, I was thinking like, well, if I had my choice of genres for a guy to influence her on, I mean, it could be worse, right? I mean, yeah. she, she could be going to, you know, 
Little Waddle's concert or something. You what know? is wrong with Little Waddle? <laughs> uh, Little Waddle is always a Brandon loves them. There's always a the gun battle every Little Waddle concert. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he waddles. He has a, a bolt in his leg. You know, so it could be worse. I mean, not that I I don't I don't dislike country music. I'm, uh, I actually enjoy country music. I just don't listen to it very often. Uh, country music shows are pretty tame. You know, so that's fine. If she wants to go and all that good stuff. All right, uh, Nate, you ready for your uh, Mexico moment here? The little reverse, yes. flip it, rub it down. There we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, go ahead. Mexico Moment with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice, hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats with over 20 years experience. They do things like mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? Personal nurse for your fur baby that can collaborate with your vet to ensure the best care for your pet. And now if you mention the BS, you get 50% off your first uh, appointment, whether it be consultation about your pet's health, hospice consult, cold laser therapy, or even even 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the Furry Family Comfort Care Resort. You can find them at FurryFamilyCC.com, FurryFamilyCC.com. All right. Nate's Mexico moment. What is it? So um, this was with um, some of our friends that we had met here. And they're kind of like our party friends. We call them uh, our Sunday Funday crew. And I can't remember what Alexis was doing, but it was just me that went over to Cozumel. And we kind of uh, alternate Sundays where uh, like our friends that live over in Cozumel will come to Playa del Carmen or vice versa, we'll go over there. So this uh, this time we decided to go over there and go grill, and there's on um, the island of Cozumel, there's another little, uh, smaller island um, on the north tips called, um, uh, God, what is it, Paradise Island? Uh, Passion Island, that's what it is. Um, and it's uninhabited, there's nothing there. Um, and so to get there, you have to convince a taxi or somebody that has a car to take you down this gravel road all the way to the the Northern tip of the Island. And then, um, once you get there, there's like some fishermen that fish around this little lagoon and you got to pay the fishermen to take you on their boat over to this Island so you can get there and, uh, just hang out for the day. Um, so that's what we did. So we were, um, we got over to the Island and we brought all of our, like cooler and grilling stuff and snacks and everything. We get there and we find this cool place to set up. Somebody had built like a little kind of thatched roof tent kind of thing with um, some palm fronds. And so we set up our stuff there and the, uh, half of them are, well, one of them's from Holland. The other one's from, oh, you, Mary Lou. We had her on um, the podcast. Oh, yeah. She was one of them. Yeah, so we, we had her and our friend Wanda's from Canada, and then they're both dating uh, Mexican guys. And whenever we have barbecues, these guys love to fucking cook. Like, they just grill out tons of meat, tons of, like, chorizo, different types of sausages, skirt steak, um, chicken, everything. And there wasn't a grill or anything there. They just bought, brought this grate, and they, like, formed some rocks and then uh, lit some, mm. like, f- stuff on fire and everything. And uh, we're grilling out. And... Um, and so, and then we got homemade uh, salsa with uh, mango salsa and all this good stuff. And so, one of them is uh, one of our friends is kind of a hippie, and she uh, she brought a mushroom chocolate bar um, with some magic mushrooms in it. So, so we all eat a piece of this chocolate bar, and we're just hanging out on this little tiny island. And and I brought um, I brought my drone because I thought it'd be uh, some cool drone footage from this area. 
and and, and we're kind of close to the Cozumel Airport, not not super close, um, but my buddy, the one of the Mexican guys, Jorge, he uh, he has or had a drone. Um, but anyway, he, he's a big drone guy and he loves it. So he asked if he could fly mine a little bit. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, seems like he knows what he's doing. He's had all these other drones that he was telling me about. And, um, and we're flying them or he's flying it and I'm just watching it and I'm starting to feel these mushrooms and, uh, and I'm just watching it. I just had this big smile on my face, watching my drone and it's going over to the ocean where everybody's just kind of frolicking in the water. And I see it go down below the sand dunes and then I see it go up in the air and then I'm watching it and it does a fucking dive bomb straight down into the sand and just goes. <laughs> and I was like, is this really happening? What's what the fuck is going on? And so if you don't know, like with drones, there are certain areas that you're not allowed to fly in. Um, it's usually around prisons, um, airports and stuff where they don't want um, just personal drones being flown. So. I'm thinking, oh, it must have been from we were too close to the airport. It probably shut it down and made it fucking crash. So I was trying to make him feel better because I, you know, I would feel terrible if I crashed somebody else's drone. And so I was like, oh, it's probably the airport thing. Um, you know, probably just took over and just shut it down and it just crashed into the ground, even though it's probably the mushrooms that we were eating. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We tried to dry it out. And he's like, is it, we're like, let me know if it's not working. I was like, oh, no, dude, it's it, it'll be totally fine. And I get it home and I look at the video. And when he had flown over the sand dunes and over to um, to like where everybody else was sitting, he, uh, he had uh, probably lost his depth perception at that point and flew it down into the water. So you see it go kind of sink into the water and then it goes up and it just starts going like the video shaking back and forth and it just goes and, and I have the whole crash on video. Um, but I didn't want him to feel bad. So I told him it was working. Um, but I ended up having to send it back and it cost me like $150 to get fixed, but I just didn't want him to feel bad. Cause it, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. Well, he kind of did, but he totally did. yeah, but it, I would have done the same thing probably. Cause I was eating the mushrooms too. Okay. So here's the thing. If, if anybody else was Jorge and did that, would you want them, like Brandon, let's say Brandon did that, would you want Brandon to pay you the $150 to get it fixed? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm not get, Nate's so nice. I get, I get uncomfortable with things like that because I felt bad for him that he felt bad because, of course, he didn't do it on purpose. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't have made anybody do it unless there's somebody I didn't like or something. So he doesn't know you paid the $150? No, he thinks it still works. Oh, he thinks it still works. I mean, it's, it does work now because it's been fixed. But So here, uh, here's what you should do. Next time you see Jorge, you should talk about it and be like, dude, I found out what happened with the drone. I've got the footage. You've got to see it. It's phenomenal. I guess you just lost your depth perception or something, but you crashed that son of a bitch down hard. Ha ha. <laughs> he he. You're like, but don't worry about it because I got a warranty. It only cost me 150 bucks uh, to get it fixed. That's when you find out what kind of guy Jorge is. If he's a good guy, he's like, oh, my God, let me let me Venmo you that immediately. If he's not, be like, all right, that's cool, man. I'm glad it didn't cost you that much. Then you don't ever want to. That's a good test to see what type of person they are. Yeah, I, I don't you know. Can turn, I you can up. turn down the money, but you he should at least offer. Right, that's true. But I don't know. I, I just felt bad also because, you know, the wages aren't as high here in Mexico as they are in the U S. And so that that's probably like a shit ton of money um, here locally. 
And I just felt bad. And, you know, I even went one step further. He was blowing me up like a, a few days or a week later. So like, oh, man, well, hey, have you tried it out yet? And I kept on being like, oh, no, I haven't flown it yet. You know, I'll, I'll test it out later or whatever. And so uh, he was still blowing me up, very concerned about it. So I sent him an old video of me flying my drone. I was like, hey, it works fine. It's totally it's totally perfect. It's good. <laughs> just so he wouldn't feel bad. It's like a sitcom right there. <laughs> Let me give you another example. So some okay. years ago when we were doing the shoot to grill podcast, something happened with your laptop where you lost, uh, like it just died. So you lost all the footage and you didn't tell me for a long time because you're trying to figure it out. You didn't want me to, did you know about this? Yeah, I knew. Oh, you did. Yeah. How did you know? Nate told me. Oh, you just, me would, and Nate are close. what'd you say? Um, I was trying to help him figure it out too. Like we, I felt, I felt his fear. Like I felt the fear and it wasn't my laptop. <laughs> I felt the fear. I mean, you got to know how it is working for you. It, it already puts us in, in, in like a kind of a frenzy anyway, because we want to do our work good and we, we want you to be happy with what we're doing. So to lose everything and we know you're going to flip. Like I immediately, my heart was beating. I'm like, Oh my God, got to figure out something. <laughs> But, but, but that's how wrong you are. I did not flip out. Did I? No. Yeah. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't so mad about, or worried about you getting mad. I just felt really bad, even though it wasn't my fault. I, I mean, it, right. it was on my computer, so it was my fault. So um, I, I offered Nate to pay for the repair of his computer. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm just saying that's what you do. That's the right thing to do. Wasn't my computer. Wasn't my fault. Was no one's fault. But the stuff that was on the computer was both of ours and it was important and I was in a position to help and you're my friend. That's the right thing to do. And I did that, it is. you know, same yeah, with it was fucking, very nice. same yeah. with fucking Jorge. You got to go, <laughs> you, gotta go you, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bar set now for Jorge. You go back to Jorge and, and say it like I said it, you know, kind of nonchalant, like, yeah, it's not, not a big deal, but I got a warranty. It only cost me 150. Just got to run right through that. Well, he can't now because he already lied and sent them a video telling him it worked perfect. Not true. Yeah. He can go back and confess and go, look, dude, I feel horrible. I lied to you. And I don't want to do that because I like you a lot. Now Jorge's not going to trust him and he's going to think he's <laughs> yeah, a liar. Now we're not friends because he's like, this fucking gringo is trying to scam me out of $150. He's trying to window me. <laughs> he's going to think you're lying. <laughs> he's like, no, we screw you guys out of money, not the vice versa. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it was really nice. I was super worried about it. So that was super nice that you uh, helped me out with that. Uh, Rach just said it was my brother in that picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there yeah. was no basketball. I don't think, I think it's the socks that are yanked up. They look like we're playing. It looks like we're playing. Basketball. <laughs> Maybe a little Mandela effect for me. I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, what a great story. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Again, please podcast the BS.com. That is the website. Uh, make sure you like share, subscribe to all of our social media. It's all up there on the website. Only take you a couple minutes, including our newsletter. Uh, I send that out uh, every once in a while with some good stuff on there. Uh, become a subscriber, please. You get the commercial-free episodes. Uh, you get the extra podcasts that we provide. And also you get the exclusive giveaways like the Atlanta Open Tennis 
tournament tickets uh, that were given out that I host here at the every year, but it's at the end of July at Atlantic Station in Atlanta. Also, every week for you premium two percenters, free beer from Pontoon Brewing, and they can ship it to you in most cases. Some cases, no, but most cases, yes. And we also throw in some BS merchandise. Um, so for four ninety nine a month, I think that that and the content and the commercial free stuff is well worth it. For those that don't, that's fine too. Just continue to listen and make sure you tell a friend because that's what the, the as I've learned, it's the most important thing. We just need your help getting the word out. All right. Uh, with that being said, Nate, what you got? Uh, if you're gonna fly your drone, don't do it on mushrooms. There you go. And Nikki D, when loving you is wrong, Bailey's right. There you go. All right. Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Thanks for listening. As always, everybody. Get off my lawn! It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here!